2: And today we are very excited to be joined by Strange New Pod's own Julian Brown.
0: Hello, I'm so excited to be on the show officially, finally. This is an exciting day.
2: Yes, we're so, so happy to have you here and so grateful that you could be on our Next Generation First Officer episode. We're going to be talking all about, of course, the one and only Will Riker. Yes. So you had an amazing week where Strange New Pod hosted Captain Picard Week. Was that back in March? I don't even know. It was, was.
0: uh, yeah, like February right into March 3rd when Picard premiered. Yeah, that feels like ages ago already.
2: Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was such a fantastic week and such a great collaboration of podcasts. I feel like I made, both of us, like we made so many connections from that week. And I know it was crazy for you all at Strange New Pod, but amazing and we loved having you on when we talked about Picard and diplomacy so really like TNG is clearly the wheelhouse right now for us yeah Yeah.
0: it was Picard week was was insane I, I I still hold by that I I think it's one of the coolest things that we've ever done on the pod uh we couldn't have done it without you guys we couldn't have done it without like you guys said like all the other like amazing podcasts that were involved that was truly a really special week. And uh, yeah, TNG is definitely the wheelhouse. Uh, we, we hope maybe for Picard Season 3, this isn't an announcement, but I always have thoughts running through my head. Maybe we'll have our second annual Captain Picard week. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. Yeah,
2: but. that'd be great. I was kind of yeah. hoping you would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you
0: guys are in already, so
2: yeah, that's yeah. one <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, so... Since we've technically sort of had you on our pod, but we haven't had you on our main feed, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions just so our listeners—I can't imagine they don't know you from Strange New Pod—but
0: just in <laughs> you case, you never know.
2: Just in case, yeah. I'm wondering how you got into Star Trek.
0: Yeah, so I—I um, I grew up in New York City in a in a you know little apartment with um, with my mom and she uh she would just have you know like whatever channel on in the background she was a sci-fi fan um I, I don't remember her that well she died when I was five so um but she always had Trek on in the background, like whatever's on so I'm, I'm thinking that she watched it and that was that was Tng but my first real like when I became a Star Trek fan was actually after she passed I was actually at a memorial I think for someone else and they just randomly happened to have Star Trek 6 on in the background and i was like i love this movie i was just a kid i was like i love this movie and the guy at the the memorial actually happened because this was at someone's house happened to be taping it and gave me the tape of it
1: wow after (laughs) it was
0: done and the i can't tell you guys how many times i watched that tape of of star trek six it became my favorite star trek movie uh, it remains my favorite Star Trek movie. And from then on, you know, from, I can remember I've, I've just been a massive Trekkie. So that was, that was my start. Basically TNG from, you know, probably what season three, four on like when it was first airing. So.
2: That's wow. amazing. That's, yeah. That's so cool. What Thank you great for sharing that. What a great yeah. movie too. Oh, to, yeah, so to good. So one. good. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> amazing. Okay, well, thank you for sharing. That's really, really special. We've only had this is we've only had one episode of our first officer series. Okay, Um, so we talked about Spock. Yeah, (laughs) we're very fresh in the series. Um, We Mm -hmm. talked extensively about Spock last week, and I'm very excited to talk about Riker because he really, I think, helps to solidify and define the role of what a first officer really is. And so I'm just curious from your perspective, what do you think a good first officer should do? Like if you're ready to be ranking up from your position to like be a first officer on a ship, what kind of quality should they possess?
0: I think you need to, I mean, first and foremost, you need to have the respect of your peers and you need to you need to have strong leadership you know, characteristics because otherwise you're not gonna have people that respect and follow you. So you need to have people behind you um and you need to be able to to command while also showing respect and be able to to listen to other people's ideas, you know? Um and I, I think Will Riker, for the most part, and I know we'll get deep into it later, is really like the embodiment of that. Um he's well liked, he is a strong leader, and I think those I mean, listen, I think those are the two strongest, you know, qualities in a first officer. And and someone who's not just Again, he, he talks about it so much in TNG and, and Picard loves this quality in him. But someone who's not going to blindly follow orders for the sake of following orders.
2: Yes. That's a great well, that's answer. Great answer. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love Will
0: Riker so much. So, I mean, like, I, I I got him on my mic here. It's he's my favorite Star Trek character. So it's like
2: might be yeah <laughs> yes. yeah normally we also ask our guests who their favorite characters are but i thought we would let the episode speak for itself you're a Riker yeah. stan yeah yep,
0: secret's yeah secrets out not i don't know if it's really a secret but yeah hardcore ryker stan
2: yeah. <laughs> absolutely so now let's open the floor to our question in the series which is of course if you could choose any other person other than william Riker to be the first officer we're talking in this tng universe so sorry you can't choose like jadeway or someone (laughs) but uh, (laughs) who would you think could step into that role and be as successful or somewhat as successful as Riker? ashlyn would you like to start us off yeah i'll 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 start us off on this hard question i I pawned it off to her i I was like i was was like don't say my name (laughs) um I'm going to go with my gut, and I'm going to say Worf, but not mm. until he's, like, season four or five. Like, he needs to kind of settle in a little bit, and, um, I, I, and I'm and i trying to not think about him like DS9 Worf, you know, like, just, just TNG. Um, I think, Julian, just based off of even some of the things you said, Worf is definitely someone who's extremely loyal. He has honor, obviously, but he's not just going to follow orders blindly. He definitely... Has an idea of how things should be done, and he's going to stand up for things if it seems like the captain is making a really strange call. Um, he's also he he might be lacking in his um, like uh, like the way he gets along with everyone else on the crew, but I think everyone really respects him, and that's also important. You know, um, he has a lot of authority, and so I think he'd make a damn good first officer especially to Picard. I mean, we've seen their relationship like ebb and flow, but I think, um, I think Warp could step in at any time and be a great first officer to Picard. I mean, yeah, Picard's his chat each. That's a really Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Man, you could be my chat each. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think,
0: I think that's a great answer. And uh, to a lot of the points that you just said, Ash, and like he, he, he will stand up for what he thinks is right. I mean, in first contact, Worf is pretty much Picard's de facto first officer because Riker's on Earth, and he does stand up to him. And Picard's like, you're a coward. And he's like, if you're any other man, I'd kill you while you stand. But I have way too much respect for you. Um, yes. yep. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's not afraid to stand up for what's right. That's so, exactly great the scene I was
2: thinking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I love that scene, too, because Picard's like, uh, I apologize for some of the things that I said to you. And Picard's like, <laughs> some? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a pretty good concession for Worf. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Wow, All that's right. a really great answer. Rihanna, do you want to go next? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, and this might be like, oh, Rihanna's bias is showing, but I am going to go with data. I think that he's such a rules guy, you know, but I think similarly to how Spock is also like a, a rule book guy, but also knows when there needs to be cowboy diplomacy, data. Could also, I think, step into that and understand, like, okay, this is an extraneous situation or whatever. And also seeing how he handles his brief captaincy uh, and, you know, is sort of urging his first to, like, treat him with respect and he makes the right call. You know, it's just, I think that he can step into a leadership role well. And he's also really good at following orders. And he's, of course, extremely loyal to starfleet and picard unless he's being taken over by like soon or something but usually he's like you know very very loyal and so i'm gonna go with data i think that he picard might butt heads at first but i think it could still work <laughs> i think that's a great answer i constantly feel like data is overlooked he's served like the longest out of anyone yeah. on the crew and i i'm terrible i can't remember the name of the episode where he is captain of the um one of the three shifts that they're sending out yeah and then there's this that biased first officer who's like i won't follow an android <laughs> yeah
0: that's not the klingon civil war episode or no no that's um isn't that unification yeah, it's, unific- it's unification yeah. Yeah. uh it's part two yeah. C- yeah. yeah 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 thank
2: yeah. you yeah. um yeah. that episode really like wait wait
0: no because data's with picard on romulus it's a oh. different. So
2: it's not unification, but it is. The it's another Cela. two-parter. I think it is. Or... Cela, it is another two-parter. Like, yeah. 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 There's
0: so many good two-parters in TNG.
2: So many yeah. good ones. Okay, well, I feel <sighs> well better. someone I can't let us remember. know. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure there's like so many people yelling the name of the <laughs> episode. <so. Yes. laughs> but that episode yeah. really like awoken me because Data was standing up for himself like um i've been in starfleet for like 20 years and i'm still yeah i'm not i'm like not even a first officer you know like it's just it shows the bias that people have so i totally mm-hmm. am with you he'd be a great first officer
0: yeah, yeah. i think that's why jellicoe picks him yep. in, um, yeah in uh in chain of sure. command right i mean yep. one because mm-hmm. he wants someone who's i think gonna a little bit blindly follow orders but i do think that if Jellico did go over the line data wouldn't be afraid to say something to him as well so totally. absolutely
2: yeah one more thing is he's also like a good second like like opinion guy he's got a lot of really unique ideas and uh, like alternate options because they always need the third option yeah. just like pulled out of their ass so yep. <laughs> data can be that and cool. so can wharf so these are great answers yeah julian how do you feel
0: oh so uh <laughs> i've thought about this before uh <laughs> it's a bit of a controversial answer but i i feel like picard has a a tendency to you know go after strong-willed people and people that are gonna you know kind of question everything. And even though he questions her coming aboard the ship at first, he finds a deep respect uh, for Ensign roe Laren. Yes,
1: And yes.
0: I think that had the the circumstances been different, you know, with with the whole Cardassian issue happening at the time. And maybe Riker was offered his fourth command and finally took it. There's an opportunity for Roe to really become a great Starfleet officer and and serve under Picard. And Picard could learn a lot from her and she could learn a lot from him. It would be a very like mutual, like beneficial relationship. And I think that would have been really cool to see on television. I love her character. I wish we got more of her. I wish she wouldn't have turned roles down on DS Nine and Voyager. But Uh, oh well. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, I I think yeah I think Roe would have been a really really cool thing to see.
2: Wow, that's amazing. Great. That answer answer is just (laughs) like I completely agree. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I too. I especially love the way that she challenges Picard and his beliefs, and I think that Kira does a lot of that for Cisco too. And their perspectives are so valuable from you know a shiny federation to like the reality of the Bajoran occupation yeah. and everything so that's wow that and, and and what, answer.
0: thank you what, what I find interesting about Roe too is that she, when she does go over the Maquis I think she has a lot of sympathizers aboard the Enterprise you know yeah. when Riker Riker could have tried to her, fight her off in that shuttle and he doesn't and he actually I feel like always has a look of understanding when he does let her go I know that John Luke has a little bit of I think remorse that it happened but I always felt like Riker as a first officer understood it more and it makes sense because his twin goes and joins the Maquis so he's got a Uh. little bit of that feeling too you know so um yeah I love Ro.
2: Yeah. Wow. Great answer. So, I'm still basking yeah. in the glory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank like, you. Damn, yeah. Totally. Yeah. It makes It makes me wish for more. And it's yeah. too bad. Like we, you know, always, no mention yeah. of her and anything, but I, again, I always mm-hmm. think about lower decks can bring anyone back. So that's true. Yeah. True. Absolutely. No. Yeah, as long, long as they're still alive. So here we yep. go. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to read off this episode list for all our listeners. So, to prepare for this amazing (laughs) Riker discussion, yeah, strap in. We watched Encounter at Farpoint, A Matter of Honor, The Icarus Factor, A Matter of Perspective, Best of Both Worlds, Part One and Two, Future Imperfect, Chain of Command, Part One and Two, and we're including Data as First Officer a little bit in that one. Um, second Chances, The Pegasus, and also Insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so you. It was a great week. Met, yeah. yeah. Thanks to Julian. We collaborated on making this watch list because it's important to make sure that we have all our ground covered. Um, we just did a episode with Where's Bev yesterday and got the oh, guest nice. on their pod. And I was mentioning yeah. that to this day, Rihanna and I will still find family episodes that we missed from our family series. which oh, we wow. did. Like over, I think almost like it was our second series. Yeah, yeah, it was like a year and a half ago, and there are mm-hmm. so many family episodes that we miss them, and so I'm just I'm happy to have collaboration on any of our watch lists. So yeah, we got a <laughs> lot of good Riker, um, Riker knowledge in these episodes.
0: So much so good epic. Riker content, like Riker, mm-hmm. you know, and and he's so featured in so many more episodes, but this list I think is definitely not to. And I guess best of both worlds doesn't really work as the analogy here. It just is a really great list. You guys did a great job.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I feel like it's so fun because it's kind of a challenge having to choose between great riker episodes and great first officer riker episodes you know like there are some great character moment ones that we left out because we talked about them in love and affection or family or whatever but some of them highly and heavily relate to his rank and Mm -hmm. a lot of those episodes are kind of mixed so it's really interesting to see because spock's episodes were very different like we didn't really we hadn't covered a lot of those and just shout out to the star trek uh title writers because it's always cracking me up we have a matter of perspective and um, a matter of something else, a matter of Otter this week. And last week we had Paradise Syndrome and um, and Immunity Syndrome. So. <laughs> and both accidental, yeah. Yeah, so just well, shout that. out. Well, and- <laughs> Unfortunately, because Rhianna and I love Spock so much, we will probably be doing some like accidental comparison. But I think just because these shows came, you know, one after the other, We have to talk a little bit about the transition of first officer in that role. And I think the biggest difference right away is that Spock was never ambitious enough to like fight for that captain's chair. And we see Riker being offered it over and over and over again. Even right away in the first episode, he's described to Picard as being highly experienced. I think the position of first officer is a lot more sought after. And in the original series, it's kind of like we have to load these ships up with people, take them out on a five year mission. Um, I don't know. It, it do you guys have anything to say about like the differences or just like how this position came to be with Riker? Yeah, I mean, I'm I think this is a really great point because we were talking about last week how Spock um, was established in the crew and with Kirk in the beginning of our time watching the original series and here also we're getting, Picard just meeting Riker in this first episode without ever having me met him before assigning him as first officer and so I think you're right there's a difference just from that perspective as well as like the timeline you know we were so much further into the future and the system feels a little bit different because we're we're a little we're a little further away from cowboy diplomacy you know and Picard's such a different captain and so right away I think I'm, I'm not even really thinking of Spock as a first officer. I'm just wondering how Riker is going to fit in with um, Picard. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I think, I think with, with the original series and where we're on the timeline, like if you look at Star Trek discovery and what that show does for, for that specific timeline, like you're coming after, you know, the events of the Klingon war, you know, I think that, At that point starfleet doesn't want to necessarily like promote people within i think that they want to fast track people out of the academy and make them captains as fast as possible because they lost a lot of people so people that are already established or maybe getting overlooked they're just trying to pump out like next well i'm going to make this same pun again but like next generation offers uh officers you know for for ships later down the line and it's and i think it's the same thing when we get to tng you know Riker, if if you you know, get him at Encounter at Farpoint, I think we can maybe all agree he's probably ready for a command even then. That was the same thing. I mean, you hear it later on in Best of Both Worlds. They're, it's the same thing. They're they're churning out officers from the academy and trying to get them in command positions quick in, in, in both timelines. And I actually find that um, similarity very interesting.
2: Yeah. Wow, I love that. Yeah, Great point. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, let's get into Encounter at Farpoint. I love that. We do get to see Picard and Riker meeting for the first time. and I think it's really important. I want to talk about the scene where they actually meet. And we've waited this, we've waited a long time to even see Riker in the episode. Um, at 30 minutes exactly is the first time that we see him. Um, it's we've had this whole trial with Q, and everyone on the enterprise has gone through this whole ordeal already um Riker has the scene with the guy with the apples and I I love the apple trope um yeah. <laughs> I, I love watching CinemaSins on YouTube and they always talk about like eating an apple is just a sign that you're like egotistical like maybe an asshole you know <laughs> um, just you know setting up that trope you're it's like Kirk in 2009 just munching away yeah. um but uh Specifically, when we see Picard and Riker actually meet each other, Picard doesn't even look at him when he enters the ship. And he's like, you have to prove yourself. I'm not giving you anything until you show me what you've got. Um, he makes Riker watch the TV show of like, what so just good. happened. It's just beautiful so, filming. Mwah, like, With
0: cinematographers crazy... all over the Enterprise Bridge.
2: <laughs> they edited that for hours. <laughs> one of my favorite like laugh out loud moments when he's just sitting there it reminds me actually of um i when i used to work retail they train you on the floor so you have to like sit at the cash register and like watch these videos about like don't lift things like awkwardly and hurt your back and then a customer's coming forward and you're like i can't help you because i'm watching this video and it reminded me of Riker just like sitting there and he can't do anything he's just watching the video anyway yeah let's talk about that scene when they first meet riker and then uh everything that rikers asked to do later on oh my god it's insane like i think the first time watching this i don't remember quite a lot from that because it was so so long ago um but i do remember being really feeling off kilter in this scene because we i am used to this like very friendly dynamic between kirk and spock that i'm expecting this right away from our new first in captain and then right Riker's like you know just excited to be there and also like whoa why are we on the battle bridge you know a lot of stuff he doesn't know until he watches the video and so Picard is just like not giving him an inch and I think that is now I see you know just his way of like he's in a tent situation and he's gotta test Riker to like how he can handle these tense situations because yes he's all decorated and he has all these things but it's different you know it's like the Kobayashi Maru you gotta like see what would happen in this really tough situation. So anyway, I just remember feeling very off-kilter about it. and Like, oh my God, this is not the dynamic I'm used to, but it dissipates for me once they have the conversation about children. Then I'm like, okay, this is like just Picard's way, you know? And I'm still, we're still learning in everybody's.
0: Yeah. It's funny, Ashley, that you mentioned the whole, like, doesn't even... Look once back to like get a look. I mean, he still hasn't actually met him. And it's just like, I like that John Luke tests him a little bit. It's like, I haven't met you yet. I read your file. let's Let's see what you can do. because uh, he asked him to to put the enterprise back together manually after they do the saucer separation. And there's a moment actually when John Luke's in the chair after giving the order. He gives like a little smile, like a little smirk, knowing that riker's is fully qualified to do it. but he's like, you know, He's, he's he's kind of be, I don't know, I just I love that moment so much, uh, but it's definitely, you know, like you guys said, like a different dynamic than we get from Spock and Kirk in, in TOS.
2: Yes. Yeah. And I think the fact that he asked him to reconnect them, that's totally, absolutely testing him. And Riker, like on his record, we know from later episodes is supposed to be like a fantastic pilot too. Yep. And so he's yeah. just calling him out. He's like, okay, are you lying on your resume? Like, yeah. Let's see what you've got. <laughs> and I can tell Riker's like, okay, I haven't done this in a while, but I, I was really impressed in that scene because he, even Data is questioning him. Like all the officers kind of like manually, sir. I don't know about that and he's just confident if he's nervous you can't tell at all he's like yep I'm here this is my job and I love that. And I think as a new viewer, I, I can imagine at the time people were really nervous about having a new Star Trek. It's how everyone felt about Discovery. Like, are we gonna like these characters? I like Riker right away, you know? He's also, I think, the, the uh, like newbie to the Enterprise. We have scenes where they're introducing like, this is what a galaxy class ship does. And so it's an easy intro to the viewer to be like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like getting ready for this new Enterprise. And I think Riker is a perfect, very easy character to like right away. Oh absolutely. Oh my god. I I love the confidence. That is one of my very favorite things about Riker always is I never feel like worried if he's there because he's just gonna be like, you know, oh no, let's let's come up with another solution or just you know, confident in the face of a lot of shit that they go through. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And and I like Riker right away from the beginning, too. And, you know, there's a moment that I especially love is right after. And Ashland, I'm sorry if you're going to bring this up. um, They're having that talk about, like, I don't like children. But before that, like, he's kind of questioning his service record a little bit. And Riker has the balls to call Picard out on his record as a first officer. And I feel like that's the final moment for Picard to be like, this is the guy, right? Like, we're going to do good things
2: yeah no i love that i i think just the whole scene like sets the president like we see how picard is running the ship right now and how he plans to be as a captain and then he's like you have to meet me at this bar and so the fact that they are kind of like sparring back and forth and I also love that Riker's like, "Can I speak?" Um, what does he say? Like, "Can I speak plainly?" Speak freely yeah. or plainly? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and Picard's like, "Always," and he means yeah. that. You know, he's yep. not like, "Sure, whatever." He's like, yeah. "Always." Like, he's trying to build that trust right away. And so I just think this is a fascinating look into how they start their relationship. Is like they're very transparent with each other. And Picard asks him, you know, about why would you not let your captain go down on away missions? this is hilarious to me because picard almost never goes down on away yeah. missions mm-hmm. you know which is i think also a changing the dynamic because kirk and spock always yeah. went down together in the original series so right mm-hmm. away they're saying Mm-mm, it's not going to be like that <laughs> not time. doing that yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like that's the big difference between like uh the five-year mission where they're they're still exploring the galaxy for the first time and you get in the, the intro to TNG, it's the continuing mission of the Starship Enterprise. They're being sent places. It's not always mm-hmm. the place anymore for a captain to have to explore these strange new worlds. So very interesting change.
2: Absolutely. Oh, it's so wonderful too, how Riker is steadfast in this. And he, like, even against Picard's wishes and his like, oh, come on, I can just, you know, like why why won't you let me beam down on these certain situations? Like it's continuous throughout the series. And I love that and also the fact that just in general like if Riker believes something he's gonna just start like doing everything he can to make it happen and that is so inspiring. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I also wanted to mention that I think we we start to establish like the connection that Picard and Riker have. Uh, There's a scene where it's like Picard and Riker kind of like good cop bad cop with Worf and the rest of the crew and Picard is like very you know kind of uptight and like strict and Riker's like hey like I'm your friend <laughs> you know and I think it's really good to have that dynamic too because people want to feel like they can come to the first officer and tell them their complaints or like oh I need to change my duty shift or whatever and have it be um like really open and again and I'll try to stop talking about Spock but I feel like he because he was a Vulcan like people just didn't have as good of a a relationship with him and we saw that every time he was in command people were questioning him and like on his ass about everything and when and with Riker there's no questioning he seems really qualified they're like okay you're my friend so I just thought that was interesting that the more the crew gets to know Picard of course they understand okay I can like talk to him too but Riker's like you have to go through me you know.
0: Spock is Spock is never the the first officer that you could off duty go and have a beer with or you know, like have that situation. Riker's the guy that, you know, you say, Hey, like you wanna have a drink? Later we go to Ten Ford or, you know, he asks you to be in his jazz quartet for a night. Like He is that that open first officer that, you know, he not that he wants to be 100 percent your friend, but he wants to, you know, mingle and make the ship feel as as open as possible. That's something I always loved about him.
2: I also if we can move on to this, the latter half of this episode a little bit. Yeah. So there's just this interesting quality that I really love in First Officers of just curiosity, you know, and I think that this is sort of Starfleet bred as well. Like, if you're going out exploring strange new worlds, you are you have sort of a naturally curious nature, and I think Riker is really showing this from the first episode. He's curious about what's going on on this planet, why the apples are here, why stuff is just appearing, and I think it's really wonderful that, like, he trusts himself, himself enough to, like, follow that yeah absolutely i think the when we finally see him like taking people on the away mission and he's splitting up like who goes below who goes above well and we didn't even talk about him and troy um Mm. but (laughs) i also laughed so much because when they first when him and troy first see each other and then they're in the turbo lift together picard is completely oblivious to the sexual tension he's like the look (laughs) the eyes Yeah. yeah Yeah, they're, they're like, just like whistled away. They're <laughs> lusting, and he's like, "Oh, do you know each other?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Read the room, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right over his head. But yeah. we see, like, I think Riker is struggling with it a little bit because he's really blindsided by seeing Troy again. So when they have to um, split people up, like who's going in the caves, who's staying above on the away mission, initially he's like, Ugh, "Like I'll go. I like I can't go with Troy." And then eventually he ends up down there with her. But I thought it was interesting. I think he like it easily fits into the crew. You know, like there's no no questioning that did he choose wrong or anything. But I just thought it was interesting that he was already like struggling with that with Troy. He's like, oh geez, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since they see each other And since they're you know sort of falling apart as a couple. Oof.
0: It's like eight years or something, right? It's been like a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's, I think two years, Troy said. Oh, two years. Yeah. Okay. In, All right. In second chances, but that's okay. still a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oof. Um, Rihanna, I, I really liked your point about the, the trust that he has in himself and this this confidence that he has because like he's not even on board the Enterprise yet when we, when we see him for the first time I and mean, he's like ready to go. He wants to get right to work. Uh, yeah. and, and this is something that we find out about him through the seven seasons of the show. He always knows when something isn't quite right. That's another great quality in a first officer to have that instinct. Uh, I love that he's like talking to Beverly about it. And Beverly is like, oh, yeah. wait, you were right. And this yeah.
2: Fabric. Yeah. yeah. This fabric. Yeah, this <laughs> apple, this
0: fabric. Uh, it, it shouldn't be here, but I'll take the whole role. Thank you.
2: <laughs> so funny. I love that. I'm like, <laughs> she don't us? trust magic fabric. <laughs> <laughs> right? She calls him out in that scene. And she's yeah. like, I can see mm-hmm. you're really eager to prove yourself already yeah. as a first officer. And I think this is, yeah, this is just fresh Riker. He's really excited and he's ready to climb the ladder, continue climbing it. Oh yeah, he's he's so new to this and I'm so glad that we get to start with this episode because we get to see him from the beginning and then, um, yeah, just his growth throughout the series is so amazing and so it's really fun to see the youngest Riker doing so great, really eager. <laughs> Not even a beard yet. Not a shadow. No beard. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not a shadow. Ugh. And at the end of the episode, when we do see Q, he loves Riker right away. And I just yeah. feel like everyone loves Riker. Like, even Q. He's <laughs> like, nice answer, dude. You know? <laughs>
0: Well, that was that was that was my note, like my very last note for this episode, that this is this is not only in the start of Q's fascination with John Luke, but it's his fascination with Riker as well, because he wants Riker to join the Q continuum yep. later on. Right. Yep. Like, yeah. there is something about Riker. And that's very interesting for this episode.
2: Absolutely, it's like little breadcrumbs. Like yeah, totally. Genius. Well, well, let's go on to Matter of Honor. Yes, I love Great this episode. episode. This is we have a sort of uh Klingon exchange program. <laughs> Riker gets to exchange to a Klingon vessel and become the first officer and so I was so thrilled to talk about this episode because this is the ultimate test you know of like how can you be a good first officer not under your current captain and not even on your own ship. Oh yeah and this is season two so yeah we're still pretty yeah. early I think it's episode eight. I love that From episode to episode of TNG, I think it's easy for everyone to just like settle into their environment and they're doing their tasks and everything and going around. But I love to see that when Picard mentions, I would like to have someone go on the Klingon ship for the exchange program, Riker's like, me, (laughs) I want to go. And I think that's amazing because it just shows that spirit it's like that person who volunteers in class like who wants to do something it's like oh i do i'm ready like he's he's grabbing life you know he wants this experience yeah
0: you know, you totally I, mean? I love that he's just immediately like yeah sign me the fuck up to do this i want to go on the klingon bird of prey like i love will's energy so much you guys are talking about like his charisma and, and just like it, bad pun but his will to do things (laughs) uh and this is just like another another one of them like from from volunteering and then orders i think every single possible klingon dish there is on the menu and tries all them and and enjoys it i love him i just love him
2: yes i love this this. is really what shows his difference like he's not just signing up to be like oh yeah i don't just sort of like do what i normally do here he's like no i want to learn about the culture i know this is going to be a different experience and i love that he goes to Worf, and Worf's telling him about the assassinations of a first officer so that they yeah. can become captain and that's how the klingon chain of command works and so riker's just like wow okay like a lot to adjust to but he rolls with it like it is just so epic to see yeah i love his curiosity of spirit and Worf's willingness to just be like, okay, enjoy yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> have a good time over there. <laughs> well, I think somebody asked him, like, why do you want to do it? And he's like, because no one's ever done it before. And thats it's so Starfleet yeah. and it's so Riker. And it reminds me in my own life, you know, like sometimes you have to take these type of chances and how how thrilling is it? You know, like this, no matter what happens in this exchange program, it can't be bad because it's, it's something new for both parties, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think the fact, too, that he's pushing back against people who are, like, kind of racist to the Klingons, you know, like, O'Brien is over here being, like, why do you want to do this, like, Pulaski? sounds awful to She's me. She's, like, Pulaski. nasty too. Yeah. yeah. She's always like that with the Klingon culture stuff, I don't understand, but, Which yeah, is weird, so.
0: though, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Rima, yeah. that, that, that is weird, because later in the season, she, um who does she do the the Klingon tea with, with Worf? And she, like, all of a sudden knows and does respect the traditions? It was very weird.
2: Yeah, it's like, I need an arc for that, if, if I can believe it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just love it because he's not afraid, number one, and he's also, like just excited for the opportunity and not going to be racist, you know, like he clearly is just trying to understand the culture. And I think he like really fits in again, pretty easily. Right. Right away. It's amazing to watch.
1: Yeah. He
0: gets right down to business, right down to business. When he gets questioned by Klang, he whoops his ass and it's like, anybody else? No. Good. Get to your station, man. Like, let's go. Yeah. Love it.
2: Yeah like so calm while kicking ass it's just yeah right just like throws really a dude into the dude to the bulkhead and
0: like sparks are flying he's just like calm and collected like brush off the shoulder a little bit <laughs> yeah, it's
2: like it's fine. Exactly i okay. did kind of get the sense it reminded me like of star trek online or like a game where you're like okay i'm first officer aboard the klingon ship and you're like <laughs> <laughs> first your sign first yeah. duty punch <laughs> yeah punch it really felt like that yeah. to me choose
0: your own adventure <laughs>
2: yeah yeah <laughs> Especially Riker, he goes. Or do you prefer the Reich of prisoner? I was like, boom, Got drop that him. mic. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought he did a great job, like riding the line too. Like once everything starts to come into question, you know, the Klingon captain is wondering why it, did the Enterprise scan us? Like, why are we having all these problems? They must want to attack us. And Riker does a great job riding the line between his loyalties, because obviously he's not gonna like. Do anything crazy like he's not going to completely commit to the Klingon captain and say yes, let's destroy, let's murder all my friends. But he's Honor. also yeah, but yeah. he's also not going to like straight up assassinate the Klingon. And so yeah. I love his solution to this. He just beams him onto the bridge, um, and yes. yet he's still able to maintain the respect of Klang, who's the like other first officer um and all the other Klingons like he he's able because he's just so charming and like so respectful of their culture he's able to win everybody over which I just I love so much oh my god it's so good and I think yeah not only are his like solutions so great and diplomatic and writing that line but also just like his socialization with the crew too because socialization is like key for klingons and so it's kind of perfect for him because he's like the ultimate extrovert you know he's just out here thriving with these klingons and i just love that the women really want Riker. i think it's hilarious. oh i'm glad
0: I didn't, i'm not the only one who had that in my notes <laughs> yes. yeah yes.
2: oh yeah. my god it cracks me up because like i don't know i think if i were a klingon woman i'd be like skinny and scrawny like <laughs> i'll pass you know but like they're like oh no like he he is fitting right in he's eating our food he's like sort of shit talking people and it just like is really working for them and i love that
0: <laughs> i just i just had uh, Riker with 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 all the jokes right and like he's eating the row cake blood pie he's enjoying it and you know he's kind of giving the looks like i don't know if i really want to reciprocate like this this lady's offer yeah. but you know like damn well he's at least half thinking about wine and dining her because that's the will Riker way i i i love that so much.
2: Yeah, I so think if good. he wasn't there on an exchange program, right, totally would right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being like, shot, okay, can yeah. you meet me in like two days? Two days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leave the target home, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love, too, the lie where he goes, yesterday I didn't know how to eat Gah. You know, it's like, this is just so Riker. He's like, yesterday I didn't, now I do, and I'm excellent at it. And you're just like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> job, and he but. uses that as a way for the Klingons, what was it, to, like be okay with his emotions it was some like like yeah. kind of a nicely inspirational right. speech it's like you can learn <laughs> yeah. to do new things too man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like exactly. think
0: about your dad he's your dad like it's okay to think about him
2: yeah
1: yes. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Really yeah exactly so good.
2: this this yeah. is just
0: one of the many moments we get to see riker and the captain's sheriff a little bit and when yes. he comes on the view screen and says captain riker of the klingon vessel pah yes. it's like you will yes. lower your shields and surrender oh. and i'm just like oh it's it's listen i have a little bit of a crush it's also like a a super hot moment too
2: yeah yeah oh absolutely yeah i i love that too and he knows he's like yep i'm in command right now and i'm talking to picard (laughs) but yeah i'm so glad you mentioned that julian because it is the most epic part of the episode yeah and the respect that picard gives right back you know he's like yes captain Riker. he
0: knows how to play the game uh, yeah. (laughs)
2: yeah yeah exactly they both do and so I also love that this is the longest assignment in history, you know? Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, so only a couple episodes later, we see that Riker's being offered a captaincy on the Aries, And so this is an Icarus factor. And I'm going to start something that kind of bothers me with Riker's whole arc, because the fact that he's already being given chances to be the captain in season two it makes me i don't know just feel weird about his overall arc for the rest of the show because it seems like he's already fantastic at being first officer and it's only for plot reasons that he's going to say no because he wants to stay on the enterprise i do think that icarus factor does a great job in like i his no for me is really believable um, but I just think overall, it was an interesting choice to have Riker already being offered commissions. I know Julian, it's kind of like what you talked about how they're trying to just like arm these ships with really qualified captains as soon as possible. It is a critical time in Starfleet, you know, they're trying to expand. There isn't necessarily like a war or anything going on, but I don't know. I just think in the general like length of the show, it's kind of interesting to already start this in season two.
0: Well, and, and it is coming, I think, after or, you know, not not too far out of the Cardassian Federation border war. So there were True. casualties again, and there True. probably were ships yeah. destroyed. So they are probably trying to fill seats again. Um, Ashley, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy you said that, because it, it does bother me a little bit about his arc, because I think even though, and I'll get into this, his ambition is the Enterprise, like, Picard says it to him, like, any of these ships are, they're excellent ships. You would be... In great command. That being said, I get it, like that it's 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 high self ambition. Like he thinks that he is good enough to be captain of the flagship, and that's why he stays. And it, and it's actually a little bit tragic that it never happens for him because he he worked so hard to try and get it. I think that Will's assumption throughout the show, if you want to go to, into what ifs, is that Picard is also a great captain. He's got lots of connections. He is, I mean, listen, he's, he's a, le- he becomes a legend. He's going to get a fast track promotion to Admiral and the Enterprise is going to be mine. And it is, it is his in the most unfortunate circumstances we're going to talk about later on. Um, I think that it it does, it is sad that he doesn't take any of these commands, but I think um, this is a little bit of where I'm sure we'll talk about this throughout the show. Like Will Riker's cockiness gets in his way a little bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really great way of thinking about it because I think I also was seeing Riker turning down these promotions because of the just, like, of course, like we're saying, it's a flagship, but also I think of all of the opportunities like in Matter of Honor and other things that may not be as possible on other ships that are, like, not, you know, the, the flagship and not the Enterprise and with Picard. And I think there is, like i don't know i see a combination of ego and like fear you know which are like i think sometimes mixed and like i think here there is this fear of like something ch- of, of change and having to go to like especially in this episode like go to a distant quadrant you know or like he's not quadrant but like he's going it's going to take days just to get there um and it's, it's more months, remote i think months yeah, yeah. months yeah wow. crazy yeah so it's so much more remote and I think that that also is a drawback for him and so like yeah I think overall it's it's so interesting but I think he does want also to have those experiences and he thinks like what if they're not as like grand and epic as what I like need or I'm having on this ship and yeah that's a really tough balance and I am glad though that they get give him time to like actually think about it you know it's not these like unrealistic of him just being like oh no we'll turn it down like he really does contemplate it in this episode yeah.
0: I, th- I think at one point he tells Picard he accepts and I think after like talking with his father he goes back on it so
1: yeah yeah, yeah. but I-, I think
0: that's a great point that you made Rihanna. like I think that part of it you know it-, it goes beyond cockiness a little bit like if you are captain of your own ship but like you're going to basically like catalog gaseous anomalies like that's not who Will Riker is like Will R- Riker wants to be on the front line so yeah it's a great point
2: Yeah, I, well, so first of all, I just want to, like, just point out how awesome Picard is for this whole situation, because yeah. he's supportive no matter what. And he's assuming that Riker's going to take it. And so that's how he treats him at the beginning of the episode. He's like, all right, well, it happened. Yeah, Good for so you. <laughs> well, I'll yeah. see you later. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Pack your bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Riker's starting to question it later on, he does kind of help him lay out the pros and cons. He says, I can't make this choice for you, but I can tell you what I see. And that's exactly right. Like, for the Enterprise, he's, it's a ship of glamour. He's second in command. He has some prestige. And then with the Ares, it's an insignificant ship in a small corner of the galaxy, but it's your ship. And it will be vibrant with your style and your mm. vision. And I think those are just like great points for Picard to bring up, and I think it would have been great if Riker had been on that ship, but ultimately, it's not his style. I think, also, a huge, icarus factor a huge factor in this is, <laughs> well done I, I, wow, know what nice. I mean is his dad like is a yeah. huge reason that he said no to this like i i thought this was fascinating that Riker has not spoken to his father in like 15 years he has been maybe not 15 or 12 years or something he's been on his own since he was 15 um and his dad says something along the lines of oh i've I knew you for the first like 13, 14 years of your life. That's all I need to know. You know, he has no interest in getting to know him, no interest in his career. Um, no but clue of who he is now. No, like, cl- no clue. Yeah. And so now yeah. that he could be transferred to this ship that is kind of in his wheelhouse, like he's a, his dad is a like contractor or like a, spe- yeah. not a contractor, he's like a specialist or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, an advisor. I think, I think it is like
0: the Federation Starfleet version of like a contractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: And so he's like, Oh, and also it's going to be in the Omicron sector, which I'm like, LOL classic, yeah. classic COVID variant. <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's where the ship okay. is going to be in the Omicron sector. Yeah. Uh, great. Um, <laughs> but I think his dad knows if he takes this commission, he won't see him for even longer than yeah, they true. already have not spoken. So, um, I, the whole plot with his dad, I think is like wild. Like I'm glad they get to know each other sort of, but like them fighting at the end is just annoying to me. Oh, the ambu <laughs> man. Oh, oh God. Oh. It's
0: so bad. And it's the,
2: so like, bad. the fact that Pulaski's like slept with the dad, it's just adds like it's a whole
0: other <laughs> level. P- yeah. Pulaski brings so much intrigue to this show for one yeah. season and then yeah. it never gets talked about ever Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. It's like, (laughs)
1: what happened
2: to Pulaski? We don't talk about her. (laughs) No. I I saw a bunch of fan posters when the season three announcement came out for Picard, because it has, you know, like, Worf and Crusher, and everyone looks amazing in their their posters. Someone did a fan one of Pulaski, too. (laughs) It's like, no, she's not coming back. (laughs) So do you guys think, because I had this question kind of at the end of the episode, because Riker really was flip-flopping the entire time. Do you think it was because of his dad? that he ended up saying no? Or do you think it was like his talk with Picard? Well, I think it's sort of both because first his dad says that he would have accepted the assignment because it's dangerous. I'm just going to also just say to our listeners, enjoy the, the planes in Rihanna's background so she can get yeah. the point.
0: Just just yeah, pretend yeah. they're Federation shuttlecrafts going exactly. by. Exactly. Yeah, it.
2: exactly. Yeah, the All shipyard. Yeah, you live right next to the shipyard. Right next to it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that because it, he, his dad said it's something he would do that turns him off to the idea as well as Picard saying oh this will be in a remote part of the of a quadrant you know I think that that also I saw sort of the light go in Riker's eyes when he said that yeah I said, oh, like okay that's a good point do I really want that so I think it's a bit of both yeah
0: I think it yeah, it it has to be a little bit of both, right? Like, you know, he's finally reestablished some form of relationship with his father. At the same time, I think that it probably goes a little bit more in John Luke's favor what he says about listen, this is you're not this isn't your ship, but you do have prestige here and you are on the front lines and again that's what Riker wants. And I think Riker remembers what his ambitions are, and that is to be captain of the Enterprise at some point. So
2: Yeah i didn't get to respond to it earlier but julian what you said about hoping that picard was just going to be you know like ranked up to admiralty pretty soon i think that's a really good point and something i actually hadn't thought about picard is definitely older not as old as he looks because right yeah right. but yeah but he's <laughs> patrick stewart was like 47 when he was filming yeah. first but there's young season.
0: admirals in tng as yeah. well yeah yeah,
2: yeah totally ab- absolutely um, but I never really thought about that. So that was a great point. And it reminds me of, you know, like <laughs> marrying an old person. You're like, okay, well I'm going to get their inheritance, <laughs> Yeah. <so." laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Oh hopefully God. it works out. But yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. He says it in generations, right? Like after the enterprise D is destroyed, he's, he, he literally touches the cap and he's like, I always thought I'd get a, uh, a shot at this chair. And Picard's like, well, Hey, you, you may still will spoilers doesn't happen yeah <laughs> but, you
2: know <laughs> not at yeah. that chair but <laughs> not that chair uh, all right well oh i'm so excited to talk about all the movies not all of them but interaction later <laughs> okay so for matter perspective this one's a really interesting one kind of dicey episode this one basically it's kind of a secret trial episode that i sort of yeah, forgot about sneaky um i know you guys just did like a trial <laughs> yeah, episode yep, on strange we new did. pod yeah
0: yep. <laughs> this this episode actually as i watched it again for strange new pod and talking about it, i really don't like this episode I don't like how it portrays Will like this is this is not like the Will Riker that we know and love and I think that I I don't want to speak bad about writers because there's always going to be like hits or misses in episodes but I just thought the way Will and actually the rest of the crew were written in this episode don't portray how they feel about him because the, the things that he's accused of and the way that Picard treats him and the rest of the crew treat him like they wouldn't treat Will Riker this way. Like, I, I know that you always have to like have a trial and like look into these things, but like the charges were so egregious. I, I know a space station blows up, but it's like, this is Will Riker we're talking about. He's a boy scout. Like he he would never do these things. So I always thought like the, the writing of making him seem really guilty always seemed really off to me.
2: So I just, just very quickly, the plot of this one is that uh, Riker has been basically checking in on the scientists and his wife and their assistant um, on the station about some materials that they've the Federation's been giving him Riker beams up after like spending a night on the station and explodes and then a lawyer dude like comes on and he's like hey um, you're charged for murder so then they have a little trial on the Enterprise and they have they make use of the hilarious like holodeck where Data and Jordy have to work really hard to reprogram the holodeck to look exactly like the station and this just made me laugh it's like oh Geordi could be like upgrading something <laughs> and yeah. like working day and night <laughs> for this crazy trial yeah. this It's like
0: much better use of his time somewhere else
2: yeah exactly anywhere and else yeah. I mean I, this is not the time to talk about like the Justice system, but I feel like it's interesting to just base all of the evidence off of holodeck simulation because a lot can be assumed from that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, oh yeah, like we see here. Yeah. Yeah, and so I totally agree with you, Julian. I I just think this episode doesn't age well because no. like some of the things that are like the worst thing that Riker is accused of, like it shows Riker's perspective of what happened on the ship and. his perspective is that the wife of the scientist was really like coming on to him and she was like shutting the door in his quarters wanting to like make out with him maybe do more the husband came in saw this and then like something happened the station exploded her perspective was that Riker was the one coming on to her like Riker has to pause it in the scene in his quarters and he's like I did not like try to rape her you know and I just think, like, after, like, everything that's happened with Me Too, like, the the way that they don't really address this again, like, at the end of the episode, like, the stakes are are high because, of course, Riker could be, like, fired. If he did do this, absolutely, he should be, like, decommissioned. I don't know. I just don't feel like the episode's written well, and especially, like, in the age we are now, like, it's it's just not nothing is dealt with correctly. Correctly at all. Yeah, it's all allegations. Because even yeah. once Riker is proven, or like there's this third perspective of the assistant, and then finally Data and Geordi are able to use science, and Wesley, yeah. the dream team. Use science. Dream team! Science. Yeah, yeah. The dream team. They use science, and they're able to prove, oh, it's this. the technology. Actually, the guy succeeded in his experiment, and there's something on the planet that's interacting with, it's something in his <laughs> lab. And so Riker is proven innocent, and it's actually the scientist who basically like tried to kill Riker, and it deflected upon itself. And they never again talk about the sexual assault allegations, and like that is really important to deal with, yeah. you know. Yeah, and so like important. just because Riker didn't try to kill the scientist doesn't mean he's necessarily like free of trying to assault his wife. So that just like really rubbed me the wrong way um mm-hmm. and yeah again i'm with you like I, I it's interesting because you're trying to figure out what happened we know Riker would never do that like he like yeah he's a ladies man but
0: i was gonna say the same thing never yeah. to yeah. someone yeah. who's
2: married never while he's on duty like that Mm-mm. you know so and if he
0: knew and if he did know and let, let, let's say they you know let's say they have sex right and the husband finds out and you know, there's a situation, like, Riker is going to immediately apologize and yeah. try and remedy the situation. Yes. That's that's, totally. that's what we know of Will Riker from the writing of even this, you know, still pretty early This season three, you know, that he is a respectable person and even though he does get around he is still very respectful towards women. Yeah. Not saying that, exactly. you know, you shouldn't listen to allegations because you should always listen to the allegations, mm-hmm. but the writing was just so weird.
2: Yeah. It was so stilted. I felt like none of the characters were They were giving, like, half of what they actually were, you know? Yeah. And Deanna was here, like, patting his hand, and that's it. I'm like, no, no. He's like, don't worry, Will. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I'm worried. And I've seen this episode, yeah. And Riker, Troy says that the wife, like, she senses that the wife feels like she was telling the truth, and Riker also feels like he's telling the truth. And I feel like if that's what she's sensing, that's a crazy... Again, like that's crazy to just dismiss and not talk about yeah. again, yeah. you know, like totally. yeah. I, I, they should have had a conversation after. I don't, I don't know. I know they ran out of time and they didn't want to deal with yeah. it. But yeah, I thought it was interesting to see how Riker handles himself in this situation. He's just trying to stick to honesty and it ends up working out for him in the end yep. when the science comes through. This one is an important reminder of, like, Picard standing up for Riker, you know, and doing all he can. And I think this is a theme that we're going to continue to see. It reminds me, Rihanna, like you're in uh, uh, The Right Stuff, like that movie, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, Jaeger is flying by. He's flying by. <laughs>
0: hey, like, Top Gun's, like, the biggest movie in the country right now,
2: so. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Let's move on to Best of Both Worlds, Part 1 and 2. This is a spicy episode. This is one of the best episodes in the series. We see so much talk about command and everything, especially in Part 1. This, of course, is the famous episode where the Borg are here much sooner than we expected. The Federation is not quite ready for them. And so Commander Shelby is brought on board. She is kind of riker personified. She's a hot shot, like excited to be first officer of the Enterprise. She's extremely motivated. Her and Riker really do not get along. Eventually, of course, Picard is taken by the Borg and this is the whole like, Wolf 359 was an inside job episode. <laughs> oh my god. Wolf <laughs> 359 was an inside job. Inside <laughs> job. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. let's talk about Commander Shelby and what you think of her. I feel like we're going to see this episode again when Riker meets Riker, you know, like this is truly, yeah, this is quote unquote like Lady Riker, which I don't like that they just sort of made it like that because a lot of those qualities we love about Riker, they kind of hate about Shelby seeming to at least, and Riker really dislikes that about her. The rest of them are really Pretty chill. Picard's like, oh yeah, she's great. Everyone's like, yeah, she's really motivated, very determined. But I feel like sometimes Riker sees that as a negative thing. Maybe because he's seeing an early version of himself.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I actually really like Shelby, and uh, this is this is one of the the times that I I disagree with Will, and this is like where his insecurities come out. He actually has his Captain Kirk moment from the motion picture in in this episode, right? Like, Shelby is the head, like. And Admiral, Admiral Hansen says, like, she is the head of the Borg task force. Like, this is her expertise. Obviously, like, I'm a huge Riker fan, but like, I I never understood the competitive bullshit between the two because he should be listening to her. Like, I know he was there firsthand when, when they met the cube, but she's been studying this since then. They've had no other contact. So, yeah, it's like it's like Kirk not trusting Decker um you know who who knows that the refit enterprise better than he does but he's like no like i'm going to take command of the ship and uh gets them like in a lot of trouble in the beginning instead of just like backing down and you know instead of like looking at her as competition you know he should have been looking at her as you know an equal and someone to like bounce ideas off of so I, I i never quite understood this and i i liked her
2: i totally agree with you and i feel like this is Riker's failing that he's not able to just like put his own feelings aside and yeah. work together with her because especially like there's a point where she like after I think it's in part two they're going over to the Borg ship Riker's trying to send like get an away team over there and he's like I'm leading the away team. And Shelby says, no, you shouldn't because I'm the specialist on the Borg, so I should lead the away team. And he's like, nope, I'm still going. And then Troy's like, Will, you're the captain. You can't lead the away team. And Riker's like, okay, Shelby, you go. And so it took, like... Two people telling him this is a dumb decision, you know, like obviously send the specialist and also like no offense, but in this situation, like he is the captain. She's kind of expendable. Um, she's very important, but like she's not the captain of the ship right now. So it it did bother me that they were having this competition. I thought that the scene in the turbo lift where they're, um, you know, having a very fierce argument between the two of them. I was really proud of Shelby for holding her ground. Yes. She's really like... Just digging that nail in him. She's like, hey, clearly you're like too comfortable here. You're not like reaching for your career. And I'm here. I'm ready to go. Also, she like took control of the turbo lift again. She's like, go turbo yeah, lift. Yeah,
0: decade. Like decade. I'm done with yes. this conversation. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I just feel like the, obviously once the situation escalates and Picard is captured, it everyone sobers up and they're like okay sure it's fine like let's let's try to work together now especially in part two but i totally agree with you julian i really like shelby and i do think she probably should have waited to see if will was going or not but also admire her for just like she's like this is who i am and if picard thinks of me in the future even if will doesn't go that's great for me too you know
0: and and just to add on that real quick like i think this is also a little bit of a failure on command structure i think when you're dealing with with a threat as big as the borg and you have an admiral on board and a captain on board you set the command structure real quick like she is the head of the borg task force will i'm sorry right now like shelby's in command and you're gonna take orders from her that's actually the situation that should have happened but no one wanted to like make an awkward situation i think so and it and because of that it got even more awkward
2: Yes, exactly. And they didn't just trust the person who has the most knowledge in the room. And I think that, yeah, there is something to say about Riker trusting Troy over her just because he knows Troy and trust yep. her instead of just seeing that how capable Shelby is and how her plans are working, you know, throughout this entire episode. And I think, too, they bring up the really big distinction between playing it safe and taking risks and how... Riker is more of that like planner who is like, okay, we're, you know, he still jumps into stuff, but I think that he is more one to like, step back, think of a solution and then execute it in a safe manner, you know, and Shelby's just like thought of something, let's go and do it, you know? And so I think of course they both have their setbacks, but it's really what their whole debate is about. And I find this so fascinating because I think both ways can make a really capable first officer. It's just a very different style. Totally. Well, and this leads me to the discussion that Troy and Riker have, because I think what Shelby's saying to Riker does kind of hit home. He's like, oh, my gosh, you're right. I used to be like her. You know, I used to be this Mm -hmm. way. And he's talking about how he doesn't he's not really like reaching for command. He said no. This is now the second time he's saying no to an offer of being captain. He tells Troy, maybe it's because I'm afraid. And she's like, no, you're not afraid of the captain's chair. Mm -hmm. And for me, what I'm reading from Riker is that he's had to hustle and fight his whole like career so far to get to where he is and now that he's happy and flourishing and doing a great job he does feel comfortable and he feels like it's okay to just kind of settle in here but also that seems strange to him and i don't know i really related to that because i'm just this is the first time i'm working like a salaried position and it's so nice compared to having like retail and you're working for jobs and you're hoping you can pay rent, you know. Um mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't need to climb the ladder. I'm good with where I am, <laughs> yes. you know. And so But it's a, yeah. Oh sorry, go no, ahead. No, no go I'm ahead. sorry. Yeah.
0: No, but it's and it's a mistake on Riker's part. Uh, you know, I think in this situation, I mean, if you if you look at what happens to the Melbourne later, it's not because he would have died. But um it's it's a frontline ship, you know? Like this was Admiral Hanson's ship. Like this is a very respectable command. It's not like you're going to some like distant nebula. Picard asks him like, What are you still doing here? Like the Enterprise will get fine without you. I know you want this ship, but dude, it's time to move on.
2: He just can't. I think nope. that yeah, there's something about the Enterprise that lures him really well. And Ashley, I love that example too, like if he is just tired of the hustle and he wants and he's happy here, you know? Understandable. And I think that this is then such a tough blow when Picard is assimilated and he is the cutest and Riker is going to fire on him to you know, destroy the Borg ship. It doesn't work. But he, I I think these instantaneous decisions he's having to make now, being in command, is so different from the Riker we see earlier in the episode, who's like playing it safe. We have to be careful and strategic about the situation. Now he's having to make these quick decisions, and it's really throwing him off. And I I think that this is a, a picture of Riker that we haven't really seen before because this is Riker without. Picard as a guide at all you know and we're not seeing him just like staying up on the the bridge that he can contact or whatever but he doesn't have his like Picard safety net and it's really scary I think and Guinan is coming to him and saying you have to let go of Picard and that there can only be one captain and it's the only way to beat him and to save him that is now your captain's chair is what she said and so like oh it just it's so such a hard pill for him to swallow, though, because Picard is his captain and his person.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, Will ultimately gets what he's always wanted, and it's in the worst possible way. This is never how he wanted to get command of the Enterprise, but he does get it. And and, and I will say that I think Will jumps into the role very quickly and does a great job, even if Guinan does kind of need to give him a little bit of a kick in the ass. Like he's such a natural at it, you know, and, and he's so good at making those fast decisions and ultimately he puts his beef aside and makes the best possible decision to make Shelby his first officer. Like these are all qualities that we knew that like he had in him and what's going to make him a great captain later on. And and it's cool to get to see captain Riker, even if it's, you know, briefly in, in best of both worlds part two.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, I, I did feel like it was kind of a slap to Data when he says to yeah right like, like, to Wharf and Data like I did consider you both but I need you where you are and Data's kind of like yeah. Uh, okay and yeah I, I mean he, he's like I don't have a I don't have an ego about this so it's totally <laughs> yeah. the right call like yeah. it has to be Shelby yeah um totally. I totally agree with you Julian like he he's he's fine you know yeah. as captain I think for me it'd be especially hard and it hits me during um, the part where Picard as Lecuta says number one every you know, yeah yeah it's like yeah. oh ow, what <laughs> yeah <pain." laughs> yeah
0: well and, and there's also that moment where where will's talking to guy and he's like like what do i do Jean-Luc picard wrote the book on this ship like this is his yeah. ship and Ga- this is the moment i think that will really comes into his own when guy says if the borg know everything he knows then it's time to throw that book away and will's yep. like well shit you're right okay like let's go yep
2: like, yes and i love the fact that then like when he's talking to lacutus again he's on the battle bridge where like it all began you know and so this is like a beautiful metaphor you know of sort of of riker's like arc is really this is like a kind of a horrible way to glow up but yeah here he is and so yeah he uses that to his advantage and i i I love it. I love this scene. He's so epic and sending Data and Worf the perfect rescue team like they are literally the dream team like they can get anything done and they do they go and rescue Locutus and get Picard back and it's like this ending is so epic and Riker really made the right choices in the end. Yeah, he was able to have yep. the best of both worlds, I think. Hey! <laughs> wow. Nice. I was planning that one for a while, so thank yeah. you for setting
0: me up. So proud of you. <laughs> I,
2: I will just add, it's insane to me that, you know, Lacutus is uh, transformed from, thanks to Beverly, into being Picard again and he's working in his ready room with band-aids on. I'm like, oh my God, this guy needs so much therapy. That's (laughs) chronic worker. He can't do anything Like, He needs to not be working. He needs to go back to France, which I know they do in the next episode, but I was just laughing. It was like, they do not care about Picard if he's working right now.
0: (laughs) This drives me insane. (laughs) It drives me insane. Like Picard needed to take a leave of absence. We could have had like the first half of season four B Captain Riker and have Jean-Luc come back gradually. And oh, then it happens yeah. again in an episode we're gonna talk about later in yeah. Chain of Command. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing, Starfleet? Like, do you wanna get the Enterprise destroyed? This man needs like years of therapy and maybe some like hidden hyp- hypnosis to forget some of this awful shit that's happened to yeah. him. Like, <laughs> come <Literally>. on.
2: <laughs> I mean, like, if Q has to step in to give him like Past Everybody. therapy like you know something's going wrong yeah uh, insane we wouldn't have a card if it yeah. wasn't for true yeah, if, if, he, there, if he had therapy he had therapy so oh man oh. yeah well let's so, go yeah we're to, cruising right along yeah let's go to future imperfect oh my god this is a fun one i remember seeing this one for the first time and just being so confused the entire time and shocked about what was happening because basically in the beginning of the episode, um, Worf, Riker, and Jordi beam down to this planet and they, I can't remember why for some reason. and Oh, they think
0: there might be a secret Romulan
2: base. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. A really important reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so reason. No biggie. <laughs> he's just yeah, um, And there's this gas that goes off and so they're able to beam away Worf and Geordi, but not Riker. And he's stuck on this planet. Um, when he wakes up, Riker seems to have aged like 16 years in the future. Everyone on the Enterprise is aged. He's Captain Riker. He has a son and he has no memory of the last 16 years. But Beverly explains to him that this is part of the virus that he got on that away mission and he didn't have any symptoms until 10 days ago because the virus hadn't activated until then. Crazy. And it turns out like none of it's real. Riker's convinced the entire time. He's like, oh my gosh, I guess this is reality now. Like, Uh, my wife is dead like she troy ends up telling him and troy's not on the ship anymore neither is picard picard's an admiral and he's working with the romulans and he's like oh like let's tell them the secret base of outpost 23 but anyway (laughs) sorry (laughs) i just love talking about these episodes it's so it's a really great yeah it's such a good episode what do you guys think how does he handle being captain riker when he's just woken up seemingly having no memory of these events Well, I just think, like, the Enterprise writers were really inspired and wrote Twilight after watching this episode, because I'm feeling like, retrovirus, losing the memory, it's been, now we're in the future, this is a much better future for Riker, it's kind of all he dreamed, you know, and this is sort of what we're going to get to, the point of this episode is trying to create Riker's ideal future. And he has a son, and, I mean, obviously not ideal that his wife has passed, but, like, he had a beautiful wife, and uh, nine years he's been in command of the Enterprise, and, like, he he's just sort of, I think, takes this as well as you can, you know, in a situation like this, but I, I'm glad that he keeps sort of his shields up a bit, and he's still wary, wary about the situation, you know, he's not ever fully, like, sunken into it, even when he's talking with his son and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I think that. Um, and, and Ashley, I'm going to uh, disagree with you a little bit. Like, I, 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 don't actually think that Riker is ever convinced that mm. that this is real. I think that he is always so quick to question, and I actually think he has a very healthy case of paranoia, which has gotten him out of some, yeah. you know, g- bad situations. Um, that being said, you know, you're talking about how this is kind of the perfect future for for Will Riker, and it is. I think this is one of the best episodes to ever convey like what a realistic future would be for like some of these characters, and like just how the crew act and go about their business. Like sometimes when you get these like alternate universe episodes, the rest of the crew are acting like very suspicious, but no one really is. Everyone's acting like themselves, and the fact that Will still like does question everything. It's just like a testament to to like who he is and always having like a, a keen eye to these kind of things. So. Yeah, I, I I love this one.
2: It's so, so good. good. My favorite yeah. part is the reveal because he's been yeah. yeah he does he really builds up like this something's weird and then when Data says can't it's like a contraction which Data is mm-hmm. not possible for him not to use he he just breaks immediately he's like okay <laughs> the game's yeah. up and I love that he's <laughs> like I was already Pappard. suspicious yeah. yeah and I remember the first time watching this and Rihanna was talking we were talking before the uh, podcast about she was watching it with her girlfriend. And Brianna was like, Why is he yelling at Picard? Like, what's going (laughs) on? Why is he being such a dick? And I'm like, Hang on. Like, just we wait. Wait (laughs) Like, that's just such such a good moment. It's so Mm -hmm. good. And then when he yells, he's like, No, you can't. Don't even try to explain. You know, like, Yeah, get him, Riker.
0: (laughs) I love that he overemphasizes this shut up. And Picard's like, What? And he's like, As in, shut your mouth. He's like, Not even fucking (laughs) around anymore. He's just. (laughs) Oh, sick so of being played and with. When, yeah. and, and when he's like, like, Geordi wouldn't take you like over an hour to do this. You, you know, you're not that incompetent. Like, it's just like he's had enough. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah totally. the computers
2: yeah. haven't been working the whole episode. He's like, why isn't this working? Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and and there's little, like, I watched this episode, like, like with binoculars. Like, there's all these little moments because there's obvious moments where, where Will is suspicious. But there's also little ones. When uh, little John Luke mentions going on picnics uh, on this planet or at that at that park where they fished, and Will gives a glance at the mention of picnics, i like, and mm-hmm. he knows oh like this isn't somewhere you go to picnic, maybe it's somewhere you go to fish, but there's no picnics. Like little tiny things that set him off throughout the the episode is very interesting, and that's that's a testament to Jonathan Frakes and his acting as well.
2: Absolutely, oh, he's so phenomenal, especially this one. I think. It's also fun to see, like, I love the little hints they put in the episode, like we have uh, Riker's birthday at the beginning, which is so fantastic to see him just like, which I wouldn't want to play like for a crowd or my own birthday, but that's just Riker, that's his vibe. <laughs> that's his way. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mr. Social Butterfly.
2: Totally. I love the weird candles and i also it made me think about the voyager <laughs> episode where janeway gives tuvok his birthday cake they have the same candles yeah. so i guess in the future that's all we get is just really tall candles imagine if yeah. it was the same cake <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like that's weird starfleet issue birthday cake i guess yeah i guess yeah. so yeah <laughs> yeah and uh then we get of course the hint that he can't get this like one uh line in in the song and then of course it when he's playing it even in the future he can't get it and it's just like i love that they're the writers are doing so well at inputting in these little hints and um yeah i also am like amazed data's first officer again we have little hints of him just taking command yeah i mean just like we said goes to show you what great investigator he is really like how he can really suss things out so quickly and Riker's yeah he's the best at that so oh yeah well, and even like when the facade is broken and it seems like it, they woke Riker up and it's really the Romulans controlling or like yeah. like inserting these uh, images into his brain to try and get this information he works with this kid to try to escape their facility and it turns out it's the kid all along And I I really, I love this ending because it does remind me of an original series episode where it's like, oh, it's just this lonely alien all along, you know, and Riker's like, man, just come on the Enterprise. Like, you don't have (laughs) to be in this cave anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I love it.
0: Um, And and for anybody who's listening and maybe hasn't seen this episode or if you have seen it and it's like only once, I highly suggest you go back and watch it and, and the entire time you watch it. Don't even like watch the background of the episode. Just watch Jonathan Frakes and Will Riker's eyes for the entire episode in his acting because it's incredible what he gives away just through, you know, sometimes like non-vocal acting.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. One, it's, it's seriously like one of my favorite episodes that I forget about a lot. Like it's so good. Um, should we go on to another very intense two-parter? <laughs> Let's do it. It's so intense. <laughs> There's none of those in Star Trek. <laughs> what? <laughs> the infamous Captain Jellicoe versus Riker episode. And then, of course, some, you know, sprinkled in Cardassian torture techniques. So Ashlyn, do you want to start us off or where do we want to start? today oh, for oh, chain yeah. of command Oh yeah. well, i i just i always think about lower decks now when i see chain of command or th- because they do such a great job of making fun of the outfits that picard and uh, crusher and warfare <laughs> uh, they're so yes. funny and so now i i always laugh when i see this episode at their ridiculous outfits like their ops outfits are amazing and i that's what i should be for halloween honestly it's just like oh wear, please do it just do it yes. outfit oh my gosh Worf's um, little eyebrows sticking out is just like the best part. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: incredible. All they're missing was like an Endorian and having to have like the antenna stand out from the black and just yes. like completely giving the costume away, right? Exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, uh, this episode really shakes everything up. Um, basically, we start out like uh, not knowing what's going on, really. We get two different perspectives. Um, we know Beverly, uh, Picard, and Worf are, have been assigned to the secret mission. They can't talk about it. Um throughout the beginning of the throughout basically all part one, they're training for it. They have to do something secretive and choice like how are how are you doing to Beverly? And she's like, oh, "I'm t- sweaty, you know, like I'm so sore sore. tired. <laughs> um, but then on the opposite end, Jellicoe, an uh, infamous, infamous character. I like love to hate him. He's the worst. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: I was texting I was Rihanna about it earlier. Like, <laughs> I just
2: want to punch him in the face. Yes. yes. And every time I see this episode, I'm like, I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. But Jellico comes and he takes over command of the Enterprise. And it's really shocking for Will right away because I think he assumes, OK, Picard's been assigned to this mission, so I'm going to be in command. And no, I can't remember what Admiral... Uh, Nietzschev. Yeah, thank you, Nietzschev, yep. um, says, yeah. no, we have to bring on Jellico because of his experience with Cardassians and like negotiating with them, which is, I think, a good reason to bring him on. It is. Yeah, yeah. like th- no one on this ship has had it, like any interactions with Cardassians. Maybe Picard has for a minute. And but. Miles and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
0: that's true that's it yeah and I, I i think ds9 was on at this point so he's not even on the ship anymore yeah so yeah,
2: yeah exactly true um so i mean Jellico does everything to annoy everyone he's changing the shifts order from three to four he's running battle drills all the time and the worst part is that he's keeping like there's no transparency he's keeping everyone in the dark about what's going on and it's really like him and Riker are just like butting heads the entire time and even Jordi's like going to Riker, and he's like, "Yo, the whole crew is freaking out. We need help. Like, can you please talk to him?" Riker's like, "Nope, I, he hates me. I can't make any changes." And while Picard is still on the Enterprise, he's like saying, "Riker's awesome, Jellico. You have to like just get to know him, and he's an amazing first officer. And it's gonna be fine." Like Picard keeps trying to vouch for him over and over again, but. It's just not working with Jellicoe. So let's talk about this dynamic, everyone. Oh, my God. Well, I think the the first thing to know is that Like, Jellicoe is insisting that there is no time to even think about making friends or making connections on this ship because his main focus is not starting a war with the Cardassians. And it's so much so that, like, when Troy comes to him, he's like, I do not have time for this. And when Picard tells him, he says, I don't have time to get to know Riker. And so, of course, if he's not giving anybody the time that they deserve to change and to get used to this transition, then they're all going to be really pissed off at him. And he, I think, also... One of the things I really despise about Jellicoe is that he really makes Riker out to be the bad guy to all the department heads. Riker's like, we still haven't done the shift change because like the department heads all agreed that it would really stretch us very thin and the entire procedure of the ship would fall apart essentially. And Jellicoe's like, I don't care, order them to do it. And so then Riker has to go and like be this kind of dick to everybody else. saying, I'm sure he's over here like, oh my God, well, Jellicoe made me do it. (laughs) But it's still just frustrating because it's clear that Jellico does not care about people. He cares about worker drones. You know, he wants them to fall into line and just listen to him, regardless of how outlandish, like what he wants from them. I
0: I know that this is getting like deep into the second part of the episode, but it it goes to like exactly what you're saying, Rihanna. Like when they finally have their talk after Will's been relieved, like every single point that Riker makes about Jellico is true. He's arrogant. He needs to have control over everything and everyone. Um, he has everyone so wound up, there's no joy in anything. And you can't be productive if, if you've had the the joy of serving on a Federation starship sucked from you. And then there's just zero incentive for the crew to trust or do anything for, for their captain. Like you can't captain a starship like this. And I don't know if you guys have read the, the autobiography of Captain Janeway, but Janeway also had a captain like this early in her career. There was a point where she was thinking like thinking of quitting Starfleet because unfortunately there are captains like this. And I think I said this to you, Rihanna, in text. Like Jellico isn't a bad person. You know, he's not a bad guy. He's not like, you know, a bad moral He's just not good Starfleet captain material. And that, that comes out so much here. So, like, throughout this whole episode, Riker has every right to call him out on his bullshit. Yeah, it's just bogus what Jellico does this entire episode.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. That Riker quote about Jellico is exactly spot on, like you mentioned. I think also something that is really like driving the crew crazy and especially Riker is that there's no indication that this scenario is going to change. Yeah. It seems like Jellicoe is going to mm-hmm. be the captain forever. And so I think everyone is freaking out. They're like, oh my God, we can't deal with this. You know, like Picard yeah. had such a tight ship and had his own way of doing things. These are all huge changes. And I feel like if it had been made clear this is for this Cardassian situation. Of course, they couldn't predict that Picard was going to get captured, but I think they knew it was a really risky operation. And so maybe Jellicoe had to assume that this is going to be the way that things are. I don't know what, what he was thinking, but I just feel like it would have been a smoother transition if he had thought for a second about the rest of the crew but he's so determined on making this negotiation happen and I do I do kind of respect him in the way that he deals with the Cardassians yes. I still don't think it's like perfect but the way that he makes them wait the one guy the first Cardassian is like furious and then he brings his A's and he's like taking the situation more seriously. Of course, then we realized that the Cardassians knew what was going on the entire time. So they're just being played. But seeing that Jellico actually had kind of a plan and kind of knew what he was doing made me respect him more. But yeah, as a leader, just terrible communication, no transparency at all. And that does not make anyone want to fight for you. And that's exactly why Riker gets demoted, gets relieved of duty in part two. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's truly also, I think, like, Exactly what you said, Ash, and I think also, though, he gets relieved because of his inability to let go of Picard, which we saw in Best of Both Worlds, and we're seeing again here, and of course, here, it's a different type, because here, Picard is, like, being tortured and actively and they're not seeing him they don't know exactly where he is and so there's a lot more unknowns and like when he's a Borg he's a Borg you know and you're like okay well we just have to get him back but here they don't even know where in the facility he is and don't even know if he's alive and so this is like even worse for Riker and so his emotions are already high because everyone's under this stress and he's sort of having to relieve everyone else's stress you know Geordi's ranting to him the whole crew the shift leaders like everyone is struggling and so he's having to carry all of that and so I think just like the fact that Jellicoe is not even considering saving Picard is like why he breaks you know and just starts yelling and that scene is just so, like, chilling, you know, when he just relieves him.
0: This is a whole other failure, I think, on Starfleet. And I, I think that these later seasons of Trek and what we see later on in New Trek with, like, Picard, and then even, you know, A Thousand Years in the Future with Discovery, this is, like, kind of, like, dark times for the Federation. They're making they're making decisions based out of like ulterior motives more on like for the betterment of the federation and this is one of them like not trying to like come up with a rescue plan for picard is dumb also there's zero reason to put jellico in command of the enterprise in this situation the enterprise doesn't need to be there will could have taken over temporary command and they could have used what was um his ship what was uh was it the crazy horse yeah uh, crazy Je- horse, Yeah, jellico ship like why not just have Jellico do this with his ship and his crew who maybe he has a better relationship with? It makes zero sense and just makes a situation that didn't need to be a situation. So again, Starfleet making some poor decisions.
2: Great point. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, as a kid, data in a red shirt was yes. like the most beautiful thing I've ever <laughs> seen so in my good. life. I was, like, losing my fucking mind as a child because, like, I was like, yeah, Riker's cool, but Data was, like, my number one everything, and so I saw him in the red shirt, and I was just like, I love him so much. Well, I remember, because Rihanna and I watched this episode together for the first time, and Jellico's like, yelling, he's like, you're relieved, yeah. and instantly, I'm just like, what is happening? I'm trying to yeah. process, and Rihanna screams. She's like, "Data's first officer! <laughs> like, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that, but she's ready to go. She's like, guess my." is like, I know what happens next. Data looks really good in red. He looks fire. He looks amazing in red. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. I never think Brent Spiner is attractive until I see Data in that red shirt, and I'm like, (laughs) okay, you can get it, sir. (laughs) yeah he wears a red shirt one other time and it's just mm, at least in these episodes so yeah and and he's he has to play the role of the yes man and he does and he does it's fine you know and I think it's what he has to do but it's just frustrating all around and especially because Riker then has to be the person to pilot I love that Geordi though is kind of pushing back he's like I could do this but Riker is your man for the job and i love that because that's also sort of sticking it to jellico like yeah ha, you hate him but you have to work with him because he's the best
0: i love that will gets kind of like one final fuck you at jellico where he's like well i won't order you to do this and he goes then ask me and he's like will he do it yes and then as jellico is walking out doesn't even like look back he goes you're welcome
2: <laughs> yes that is the best oh my god uh. yeah it just it it just feels extra good because jellico is under utilizing will as a first yeah. officer the entire episode and he doesn't even realize like J- jellico's so thorough it seems like in like his preparations for these negotiations but has he read will's record or if he has i don't think he's really like processing it you know he's not utilizing everything that he could be because he's so like obsessed with controlling everything that goes on and so he didn't even think about that Will could have been the best person for this job and so yeah it's just it's so satisfying and I love that Geordi I think is on his side he's like hey you know you you could have had Riker doing this so you better uh totally better reinstate him yeah well and i think too that this also shows jellico's obsession with command because like he's only thinking about the times Riker didn't take up command and he says oh no wonder he's still a first officer and like all these sort of cutting remarks that like it's just so silly because not all of us want to climb the ladder at this time or ever or like i'm thinking of spock who literally has no interest in command and Riker who is happy where he is and like people don't respect that because they think that ultimate success at least people like jellico you know is is climbing the ladder and is being on top, and that's just part of his ego as well.
0: J- Jellicoe's command is dumb because if he if he's a captain, he should know that Will has been offered commands and he's turned them down. So saying yeah. that is just a straight up lie. Like it's not even mm-hmm. true. It's like what are you even talking about, man? It just ugh, it, it rubs me the wrong way so badly. And who has the nerve to get rid of John Luke's fish? Come on, man!
2: I know. Oh, Livingston. Ugh terrible i terrible. did i think i read somewhere though that patrick stewart was against picard having a fish in general yeah. Um, yeah yeah but they could have just done a scene where he's like you know what i've realized this is immoral i mean they've <laughs> had Let livingston be free <laughs> had it for six seasons and so it does yeah. like hurt extra because every single scene mm-hmm. in the ready room it's like oh there's this fish like that's picard's <laughs> room but Jellico's is like he's getting cozy in that ready room and that's the Ugh. worst He's like, here, yeah. take this book. I don't like to read. <laughs> like,
0: Puts all yeah. his kids' art up on the wall. It's like, okay, like <laughs> try, like we know you have a kid and you maybe have a little bit of a heart, but man, we still don't no. like you.
2: Yeah, I no. don't poster it for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bore it. Well, we're not giving uh, Jellico second chances, but we will give Will Riker a second chance <laughs> here. Ashlyn, you're killing it today. Wow! wow. Brittany
0: would be proud.
2: <laughs> Literally, I was thinking about Brittany. Oh my god! So let's talk about second chances. This is Lieutenant Riker versus Commander Riker. This is a classic <laughs> transporter clone episode. The first of many. Yes. Maybe not many, I guess two. <laughs> that we know of. I'm sure there's more. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great episode, I think, because we get to see Jonathan Franks acting with Jonathan Franks, and that's really fun. It's it's very much reminds me of the times that Kate Mulgrew acts with herself, or, yeah. you know, like, they're having to do so much of this in Star Trek, but I think that Franks especially, like, just really nails it in this episode of being thomas and then being will and seeing the differences in them and how much difference eight years can make you know being stranded on a planet by yourself is going to have a lot more effect than i think people are even realizing for thomas and so it's really interesting to see frank's play both of them so cool i also just want to add because we just finished our death fake out series and the rule was if there was a double at all it meant that there was a death fake out like somewhere in the episode there's no death fake out in this episode but there is a yeah. double so i just have to point it out for our that's
0: so funny um because they do hold uh, well he imagined they hold a, held a memorial for him which makes him feel better i
2: yeah
0: i love uh rihanna or ashton which one of you mentioned this earlier on that like this is basically like the shelby situation all yeah, over again rihanna. like this yeah. is yeah. Mm-hmm. this is this is Will coming face to face with his insecurities all over again, because even though the same amount of time has passed for Will and, and Thomas, Will has, has, you know, gone up and become more mature and maybe he has gotten a little stagnant, even though Tom has, has gone through like the same amount of time. He's still a lieutenant who has, you know, great ambitions and 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 plans for his career. And when Will sees that he's like, "Oh man, like this is Shelby all over again. Like, you know, he's after my job, he's after my ex-girlfriend. Like, you know, like he wants everything that I have and like this is weird and I don't like it." So it's that this isn't one of his best qualities. And uh it's just the jealousy comes out all over again.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing worse than fighting with yourself with the woman that you love like in the middle of all that you know like oof i think that there's a lot he at least thomas envies about will but will is also feeling threatened by by thomas so it's this really tough dynamic yeah because you know yourself and he knows what like he's gonna try to go after deanna again he gives her that warning like hey like i just don't want you to get hurt again like i hurt you last time (laughs) it actually (laughs) is like like the one thing
0: in this whole situation that he's super professional about which is like you know it's it's very yeah, progressive so for the time.
2: Absolutely, I mean mm-hmm. he he does care about Troy as a friend, and of course, I mean they're gonna get married, but he, yeah. he is looking out for her, and so I think it's great that he is honest. He's like, hey, just just be careful, you know. And well, um, I really like the conversation. Oh, sorry, go ahead. that Data and Worf have because they're always having a say like beautiful. This. Yes, yes. <laughs> they have they have such a beautiful kinship always of like trying to understand the humans on the crew and. Uh, just other cultures and stuff. And so I love that Data asked, like, would you work well with yourself? And Worf is like, I suspect not. Like, I'm pretty tough to get along with. You know, I think that like a lot of us could agree, I would definitely not work well with myself. And because I know my failings and I know what would be difficult for me to work through. And so I think it's so silly that like Riker, Will Riker continues to push working with Thomas. Like, I know he wants to keep an eye on him, but this is just so dumb to me. I'm like, stop working with yourself. It literally is not... This is not how it needs to be when you can have other people assigned and get stuff done without this whole argument breaking out every scene. Yeah, I was actually especially thinking about the scene where Riker, Will Riker, lays down the law like, I am, I outrank you, so I am your commanding officer, Thomas, like, you have to do everything that I say. And I know if like that was a me, like me and myself situation, that would just not go well because I would get really stubborn if I was like the lower ranking Ashlyn, be like pissed, (laughs) you know, like you think you can tell me what to do? You don't know that what I did in those eight years, you know, where I couldn't even rank up. I just, yeah, I I feel like that's even a worse situation. Like, yes, working with yourself, but also being under your own command. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And,
0: And, you know, like Picard's put in a really awkward situation here it's like because there's no book on this right this is the first time as as far as they know that this has happened so it's like like what do you do as a captain in the situation do you make the decision to just throw away the entire mission and wait another eight years before you can you know get this data module that they need or do you do you get like the you know the super enthusiastic Tom you know Will Riker of eight years ago who like wants to like do the mission, but also then create this very awkward situation on board. I don't know if, if I was captain and uh, we could all be like, oh, well, if I was captain, I would probably just be like, you know what? Eight years, I think is, is a, you know, small price to pay to make sure that we could separate these two as quick as possible, because this is something just like waiting to, to blow up.
2: Totally. Yeah. I'm glad that at the end, Will is able to save yes. Thomas. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we've been, like, kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, they're butting heads the entire episode. But then in the end, they are still Rikers. Like, they still will both sacrifice to help save each other. Um, I liked. I, I thought it was interesting that thomas didn't say thank you <laughs> no <After> that, like <laughs> yeah, he kind of he'd like will saves him and then he's like oh and he looks back into the void where he could have fallen and he's like whoa and then the scene ends and i'm like not a thank you yeah i want i want him to go again like with jellico like you're welcome yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god when uh when will was saving thomas my girlfriend she looks over she's like wow he's grabbing his own ass i was like that's what you got from the scene like fair enough (laughs) it's so funny yeah this is this is just such a wild episode and i love that we get to see thomas again in deep space nine what a ride (laughs) yeah
0: defiance like one of my favorite episodes of star trek ever i love that episode um i wish we had more of him honestly i really do yeah. Um I, I just want to point out real quick that this is where we get the, the night bird reference in, in Lower Decks. Yes. When Will Boimler uh you know stays on the Titan and poor Bradward goes back to the Serenos. <laughs>
1: yeah oh, i, I so love good. that
2: especially because it's will's ship like yeah. he's on the titan and of course he knows all about transporter clones so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he's like yep. stick with me bud so <laughs> is it rihanna you have the uh thomas Riker action figure is that correct yes oh, i do nice oh, and yeah. he's got his wow. sleeves rolled up so it's really great he's like ready getting down to business he's like fixing for eight it's... years yeah. nice <laughs> yeah he's pretty adorable i'm pretty proud of you i couldn't believe when you sent that picture i was like how does she have thomas (laughs) great job i don't know man starfest really gave us a lot (laughs) absolutely Okay, well, this is now we're going to be moving on to Pegasus, which is the last episode that we're going to be talking about. What a great episode to go out on. I know we still have Insurrection to touch on, but um, Pegasus is in season seven. We're about halfway through. It's a fantastic episode. Rana, you want to talk about, lay down this plot for Pegasus? Yeah, I mean, we first get the amazing uh, Cabinet Picard Day. This is the episode. Uh, and I love that we first, like, Picard is not having it and Riker's really hamming it up here and it's I like, love I'll that. I'll go then, beyond the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be on the bridge. <laughs> and like it's so good and then I love that um Picard is that like, hmm, perhaps we should rage a Commander Riker day. And I just yeah, I think he would really love that, honestly. He's like, yeah, that'd be great. I want to see what the kids design me like. Maybe but. next year, Strange New Pod should do a Commander Riker week, I'm saying. Oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would
0: love it. We could have, like, a best beard contest. Yes. It'd be wonderful.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, and so then we get the introduction to Captain Pressman, who is, uh, was the captain on the Pegasus where Riker served as a helmsman, just a wee little ensign. Um, and he, there's clearly some instant animosity or something going on here that we're all picking up as audience, and we're starting to get sketchy information about the Pegasus and what happened to it, and we're learning that it's not in fact destroyed, but that it remains somewhat intact, and it's in the system where the Romulans are looking for it, because apparently there's very advanced technology on it, and, um, Captain Pressman is being very buttoned up, uptight about it, all this stuff, and, um yeah so we get into this. I just like think we should talk about this first part of the episode with Riker meeting Pressman again because pressman is instantly like you look like you're about to faint, you know, and I'm like, I would too, you know, knowing Riker's situation now, but I think it's such an interesting way to set us up into this episode, like clear that something is going on, but we're not quite sure what yet
0: yeah the the look on Will's face when pressman transports on board and There's very few times in Next Generation when Will Riker takes a pause, and he takes a pause here, and 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 you see John Luke even raise an eyebrow, and he's like, "Okay, what the hell is happening here?" I think this is probably, as we find out later in the episode, like this is probably Will's biggest regret as an officer. So yeah, it's like I don't know if someone like brings up something awkward you did in the past, and kind of just like that sinking feeling that like you get, and I'm sure that's exactly what he's feeling in this moment, and. I think he tries to make the best of the situation. You know, he has he has drinks with him to try to smooth the air, but that that doesn't last very long. Like this is a really like sour moment in Riker's history.
2: Absolutely. I really got the sense that this was something you know, when you're trying to sleep and like awkward or oh, yes. like terrible things are not even terrible, totally. but just like things that you've done in the past that you wish you could change. This is Riker. Like I can't sleep because I'm thinking about the Pegasus, you know, and I think that the conversation that he has in 10 forward with Pressman, I thought, you know, now like knowing everything that happens in the episode, I think Riker's trying to gauge, do you regret mm, what happened? Yes. On the totally. Pegasus because I certainly do and he does ask do you think we made the right choice and Pressman is like absolutely I have no regrets you know like it happened we're dealing with it and so it's it's interesting to see R- Riker kind of like tiptoe around this whole situation and It's even worse at this meeting and very strange that it's like when they're like drinking together in 10 forward that Pressman says this is you know totally confidential everything that happens like what a weird place to remind him of that or just to say you can't even tell Picard you know yeah I I just uh, the whole thing is sketchy you know like what a weird what a weird dude yeah he's using his power moves like that's totally oh yeah immediately Riker's space is 10 forward and that's where he feels relaxed and his his guard is down and that's when pressman sort of goes on the attack and that's like so manipulative and we can see throughout this episode what a manipulative captain he he was and just the type of stuff he was asking the crew to do and these experiments he was testing are so dangerous like it's just kind of reminding me of Lorca you know like using Stamets as like an actual human you know like uh, test subject similarly you know he's risking his entire crew and I think that there's yeah there's just something so nasty about the way that he's trying to control the people around him, including Riker. And I think there is somewhat of that still lingering feeling of I was an ensign and I wanted to stick up for you. And I was fresh out of Starfleet, you know, like, ooh, that's a horrible dynamic that he was able to really, you know, work with.
0: Will, Will is in the worst possible situation as an ensign, right? Because he's greener than green. Like, Mm -hmm. like you said, like, he's still getting, like, you know, in his head, like the drills of like, Follow orders, you know, be the best officer you can be. This is another situation which we've been talking about, you know, throughout this episode that Starfleet is making some bad decisions and more for their needs than the whole Federation's needs. That being said, I actually have a very unique take on on, on this situation because on one hand, I don't have a problem with Starfleet behind the Romulans' backs um, building a cloaking device, even though it goes against the treaty. Because you know what? The Romulans are doing a bunch of shady shit behind Starfleet and the Federation's back as well. Like I actually don't have a problem with it. That being said, if you're going to do it, then when you're in this situation and you're having a starship go and investigate this and possibly get this tech back, you don't you don't you know do the the backdoor channels and all the sneaky shady shit. You just read the captain in immediately. Like, listen, we're going against the treaty here we have we have Starfleet intelligence authorization to do this we need this piece of tech. this is what the situation is I have no problem with that but to be so secretive and put will's career in jeopardy is where this just gets gets really bad and luckily you know later on like will makes the correct decision but yeah I actually don't have a problem with them making the tech it's the way they they go about it.
2: That is an interesting take. I I totally agree with you that I think even Picard in that that situation, if it had been like, okay, everything's sanctioned. We're telling you what's going on. Go get the prototype um, cloaking device. I think Picard obviously would have been against it because he's like, this goes against the treaty. But the fact that it's coming from official channels, he would have been like, okay, like it's, it's sort of a classic, you know, I disagree with the high command, but I have to follow orders in this situation. Mm -hmm. That is a, yeah, that's a really, really great point. Um, I I think it creates like having it happen this way. One of my favorite scenes is the tension like when Will and Picard are in Picard's ready room and the whole conversation that they have where Picard is saying, I don't want to read their report about what happened on the Pegasus. I want you to tell me what happened on the Pegasus. And Will is like, ah, (laughs) like I can't talk about it, you know. Yeah, But I actually think it's really
0: unfair of Jean-Luc in this situation to to ask this of Will because he's being torn by like, you know, this is official channels like Pressman's like, listen, it's not even me giving you these orders. It's Starfleet intelligence. So I get yeah. where Picard's coming from and I want the information too, but I think it's a little bit unfair to Will in, in this specific situation.
2: Yeah, I think Definitely. Picard, I think Will didn't tell him that it was classified until like kind of the end of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And so Picard is just like, I smell something really weird yeah. going on here. Mm-hmm. Actually, the biggest problem with this episode is that even, so at the very end, Will comes clean and he says, it's a cloaking device that the Pegasus was working on. And he says it in front of the whole bridge crew. And the pressman is like, what are you doing? You know, you're, you're revealing the secret. Picard then without even thinking like he well, he first of all he's saying like this is illegal this is banned because of the treaty and then he's like Mr. Data how can we use it to get out of the situation and I yeah, thought that what? was so shady because he's like clearly against this thing I- existing and yet in this situation they're trapped in this like cave basically, and they can't leave without using the device or asking the Romulans to assist them, which I know he doesn't want to do, but I thought it was really not usual for Picard to do something like that. And I wasn't sure if that was just like the writers couldn't think of anything else, or if Picard is actually just like, I'll use this because it's convenient, even though it's like kind of immoral, you know? That was really messed up. I agree, Ashlyn. That was something that seemed very out of character for Picard. And there is sort of this breakdown of command because Pressman, since he's an admiral, he was like highest ranking on the ship. So he's technically in charge and in command, but everyone stopped obeying his orders. Like Worf is not, you know, they're mutiny. all technically yeah. mutinying again <laughs> against Pressman, which has got to be a record for, this, for one captain. This guy. Yeah, so it's just like it's clear that Pressman is not the one to be in charge, but I thought that was so weird of Picard to do that. And there could have been other like conversations he had with the Romulans, like let us out and we can like, we'll tell you the truth about this device or something, you know, but it's just the whole situation is really sketchy and it, I think it brings out the worst in everyone a little bit. You know, I think that this, the subterfuge and the sneaking around and everything, Riker is forced to do is putting Picard really on edge, which is then putting the crew on edge and then Pressman's acting really weird and forcing Riker to do this awful type of lying and hiding from his family, essentially, and of course from his his captain and that's just so difficult and i think it's sort of the question of like where do your loyalties still lie after you have a different captain i mean we see this with spock and pike in the menagerie and how he sort of chooses pike over kirk in that situation and how Riker this is such a different type of situation it's not out of loyalty it's out of like fear and like being ordered to you know but like how much weight does that still hold when you have a new captain and so this is just such an interesting episode to investigate all of that but my heart is just hurting for Riker the entire time like he shouldn't have to go through this at all
0: no he shouldn't have he shouldn't have and and I, I want to take a look at the Picard situation I know we should be talking about Will but what I find really interesting is that you could look at it as as it being shady that then he decides to use the tech that he's so against. But I also think it's a calculated maneuver against the Romulans. Basically, mm. he is doing two very big things here. He's using it. And now think about who Jean-Luc Picard is. He could have used it and then like gone on impulse for hours and gotten away. And the Romulans would never known they were gone. They would know that they had the tech though. But instead, the minute they're out, he decloaks right in front of the Warbird. So this is Jean Luc saying, "Hey, guess what? This is what you were looking for. One, here it is. Two, we have it and we can develop it. Three, I'm informing your government right away that that we have it. So I'm honoring our treaty. I'm admitting we fucked up, but also beware because we know you're doing shady shit. We're doing shady shit too, and we could use it against you. So I think I think Picard is always making these calculated decisions against the Romulans, especially." Who he's kind of been like on the front lines of having to deal with them.
2: Yeah, wow, I that's love a that. great point. Yeah. Yeah. I like can totally see that in a new light now. Well, cause mm-hmm. he didn't yeah, he absolutely did not have to do that. And that's not what Pressman wanted. Yeah. No. Nope. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't want so. the Romulans to know he was protesting the entire time. Great. Also,
0: point. Mm-hmm. also, can we just talk about the fact that it was just casually mentioned that Starfleet Command has an operative in the Romulan High Command? I
2: was thinking yes yeah, too. <laughs>
0: Like, just casually mentioned. Like, that's a big deal.
2: Yeah. That is some, like, random Section 31 shit. They're just dropping knowledge like they do with Bashir. They're like, by the way, we spied you all the time. like, what? (laughs) Like, excuse me? (laughs) Yeah, insane. Yeah, the stuff that they're up to... Mm, yeah, it goes back to your point of like, what's happening right now and, with yeah. Starfleet? Yeah, yeah, Ooh. shady. I also I forgot <laughs> to mention almost the worst part in that conversation in the Ready Room with Picard and Riker is that Picard really threatens him at the end of the conversation and says, um, "I trust you for now because I'm I'm a captain, he's admiral, he's not allowing me to know this piece of information, so I'm trusting you. But basically, if you fuck up, I will reevaluate the command structure of the ship." And it, that's
1: rubbed uh, me the wrong way. Yeah
2: wild that's wild of him to say like this is season seven you know like Riker has been his first officer for this whole time and so yeah I thought that was a really crazy part like Will has never done you wrong before you just have to trust him like know that this is something that clearly goes over his head well, yeah. and I I love classic TNG. Like the way this episode wraps up is Picard's like, <laughs> like Riker's in the brig, and Picard's like, "You're gonna have <laughs> to like go through a trial and like answer some tough some tough yeah. questions." And then he just lets him out of the brig, and he's like, "All right, let's go," you know. And they walk it's away. Never brought <laughs> yeah. up again this like serious, probably months long thing that Will was dragged into, you know, subjected to. And yeah. he gives himself up too, essentially. He's like, "You should arrest me as well." And I'm like, "No, come on." <laughs> Well but, I mean, yeah. He wasn't understand, in it, but yeah. He yeah. was,
0: but like you guys have been saying, he ultimately gets I think the shit out of the stick and the steel the yeah. entire episode.
2: Totally, yeah. And he
0: still always makes the right decision, whether it's going against orders or following them, and that's what makes him yeah. a great officer.
2: Yep. When it came oh down God. to it, like Incredible. when Will is on the ship with Pressman and Pre- on the Pegasus, and Will is, mm-hmm. all he can think about is how many bodies there must be. Yeah. Yay. And oh. Pressman's like, let's grab the prototype and go. And he's like, how are you doing this? And so that's the moment where he's like, I I am against yeah. you. I should have turned my phaser against you with all those other mutineers because what you're doing is terrible. Yeah. And that to me, like that, that's all you need to know. This is why he doesn't go to prison after this episode. Yeah. It's because <laughs> exactly. of that moment. Oh, all right. Well, it's movie time. I think movies! Let's jump Yay! to Insurrection. I just want to start out by saying, I I love that they continued the tradition of making movies after the show was over, like they did with the original series. I love the next generation movies. But I always get the sense that there are too many cooks in the kitchen because Riker is so overqualified at this point. It seems ridiculous yes. that the Enterprise D is going around with Picard as captain and Willis' first officer is crazy. Yeah. Like He should have his ship, but because they need to... Have a nice plot, they keep everybody together, they grab Worf from DS9 and make it. <laughs> tired and oversleepy. Yeah. Picard
0: literally like almost breaks the fourth wall by asking, like, what the hell are you doing
2: here? Yeah. <laughs> I so love good. it. But I always just think of these movies. I I mean, I just I just laugh because I'm like, Yeah, there's so many qualified people who should all have their own ships. Like Worf yeah. should just be doing his own. We need a Captain Worf series, like mm-hmm. yeah. Data. Like Riker should already be on the Titan. Like, let's just yep. keep going, you it's, know? It's the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I agree, Ashley. I think that just storyline wise, too, there's always too much going on in these movies, except for I think First Contact is fairly well balanced. But in an insurrection, as I'm watching, I'm really just looking for the Riker parts. I've seen this movie relatively recently, and so it's just hilarious because I was like, doing like a very condensed like five minute version of insurrection and it was all riker <laughs> i haven't kissed you with a beard before i, love that.
0: I kiss oh, yeah, you when yeah. you say yuck
2: yeah. yuck. Come on, man. he oh. shaves right away i just oh hilarious oh.
0: <laughs> I, so i i know when we were talking about whether or not to to add this movie it's like it's really not a will Riker movie like all most of these movies are like picard centered but this is really where you get to see Will like basically as a captain because he, the Enterprise is his the entire movie. Yep. And what I like there's the, there's a moment that stands out to me. It's not even him doing the cool like I'm going to fly the ship manually. It's yeah. <laughs> it's when you know they're in a bad situation and he doesn't even sit in the captain's chair. He's just like Ensign, uh, I'll I'll take it from here." And he sits he sits at the helm with the other officers. Like he's in it with with his crew and I, I always come back to that because he is the captain or the first officer that you want on your ship. He like, you want to follow this guy into battle and shit. Maybe you even want to die for him. Like, I love that moment. And you're absolutely right, overqualified at this point. Like he's showing that he's a captain at this point. So okay. I, I I love that moment.
2: I love the subtlety of that as well. Like it isn't him sitting in the captain's chair, like, ooh, I'm gonna give all these orders. Like he's with a crew and he can run any of these systems. Yeah. I just have mad respect whenever like those types of moments happen. There's a couple times where we see Kirk take the con, which is very rare. And I'm always like, yeah, like that's so cool. (laughs) Same (laughs) thing with Riker. It's so awesome. I also just want to reemphasize that this entire movie, no one's questioning him. Like there's no question of... Can he do this? Is he ready? He fits in so well with the crew and he knows all of them so well. He's asking everybody advice just like Picard would do, but he still has his own flair on how he's giving command. And I do love the scene where he's like doing the manual docking and everything. Yeah. Oh my god, epic. Just like fantastic choice. I never think he makes a wrong move in this movie. Especially like to show, again, how well he is thriving in a battle-type situation, you know, I mean, he's able to get as much Metreon gas as he can, you know, and, and Jordy's like, oh my god, that's super dangerous, and he's like, yeah, let's shove it down their throat, I'm like, Yes, yeah, okay right It's here. like,
0: it's like a little bit of the shades of the Will Riker we see in Lower Decks, right?
2: Yes. Totally, like a little bit unhinged, but like gets the job done in the most yeah. like amazing style, and... Um, I love, of course, that then Jordy's like, someone might call this the Riker maneuver, and he's like, if we live long enough, <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm not even focused on fame right now. We gotta just live through this.
0: Um, Ashlyn, I I loved what you said that this movie emphasizes like nobody questioning him and just like they follow his orders because they trust him and they believe in him. I especially love his relationship with Jordy in this one, and you know they- they've known each other for however many years now. So when Riker's like eject the core, and Jordy's just like. I already did. It's like he he has, (laughs) they they just have that same wavelength, right? Where he doesn't have to wait for the order because they are just, they're they're that close. And he knows Riker's head and he knows his moves and he trusts that he's gonna make the right decision.
2: Absolutely. Well, and like right before that, Riker had been going around to everyone. And he's like, what do we like, suggestions, suggestions, suggestions. He's following up with Geordi. Will this work? Will this work? And yeah, I love that moment too. He's like, "Yep, done let's go we we survived oh absolutely and that's something that really stands out i think with the enterprise d crew and just like the tng crew in general like they have such a way of reading each other so well that it was really off-putting when Jellico was like, oh, you're supposed to tell me about when you launched that probe or whatever. And he's like, but I just did it. Like, I just did my job. Like, what did you want me to do? You want to micromanage every single second of my life, you know? And there it is. I think that like the TNG crew doesn't do that because they all trust each other. They get the get the job done and they do it, you know? And so I love that moment with Jordi that then we have the opposite, like Riker's, you know, just the antithesis of Jellicoe in every way and showing that like, you already anticipated what I needed from you and the show of a good captain and of just the great bond
0: I also have to say one of my favorite moments of this movie is is a nothing moment but it's great nonetheless when the stick does come up and the look that the troll ops officer gives him that just like you're a badass also I know you're a ladies man it's that like ooh, yes I know you're involved with someone else but man mmm <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes literally that was the best look i
0: love that so much yeah. oh it was so good
2: oh, oh to be that Trills ops officer just <laughs> watching riker do this yeah. Especially mm-hmm. when he like goes on the helm, I think he steps entirely over the chair. Which he does course, the other Riker yeah. maneuver. Yeah, that's the yep. Riker yes. maneuver. But I love that you can't ignore that. He's like, "Here I come!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Full leg swinging.
0: <laughs> it needs its own sound effect at this point. It
2: does truly. Really. Oh, it's amazing! Wow. wow, what a Riker love fest! I this has been so much fun to talk about. And I, man, I I thought we've had we've covered some really amazing points in this episode. I really feel like I understand Riker and ways I had not before so I'm so happy we got to watch these together Julian it's been wonderful to talk to you about these episodes and Rihanna of course I just I'm so happy
0: this is I'm not gonna lie this is some of the most fun I've ever had on a podcast today with you guys this has just been so much fun like you said Riker love fest look at this beautiful man yes uh, he's yes. just he, <laughs> I, Will Riker best first officer
2: yeah I know
0: you guys love Spock so maybe I yeah I know I know but
2: <laughs> yeah actually. My, yeah when we were on where's bev um yesterday i think adrian asked like off the cuff who's your favorite first officer and i like drew a blank i was like i can't choose like it's (laughs) so hard and Rena's like spock of course like yeah i have obvious answer for me but like as as much as spock is iconic in his role i think Riker is the first officer he's number one you know yeah yeah Yeah. he is the og number one the one that people look to like yeah he's so so he's my number one dad (laughs) Yes yeah boom, the, yes. and
0: we didn't even have yeah. pizza cook Riker yet.
2: yeah oh yeah. exactly oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. wow, tomatoes so fresh amazing. tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> Wild girl of <in> the woods <laughs> Bunny corn sausage. <laughs> Wow, so good. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Yeah, and I can't believe it. Next week we are going to be moving on to Deep Space Nine, talking all things Kira Reese and her role as first officer on a space station. So really taking a turn here, and I can't wait for that next week. Oh, yeah. And I also, just one more time, want to thank Julian for coming on. Normally, when we have guests, we will only do, like, one segment. But because, like, we when we had guests on the movies, you have to be there for the whole episode. When it's yeah. all one character, you have to be here for the whole episode. And so thank you for joining us in our crazy ass watch list. We watched so many episodes to prepare for this. So you got a taste of our like insane weeks. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, thank you you so much. Yeah, Thank you.
0: Thank you for thinking of me yet again. Uh, I was wondering whether you're going to keep me on the whole time or not. I'm so glad you did because I could talk another three hours about Will Riker. I love him. So thank you guys so much.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Dura Sisters podcast. Please tune in next week for the third episode of our First Officer series, where Ashlyn and Rihanna will discuss Kieran Arise in Deep Space Nine. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr and TikTok, and especially our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. By donating any amount per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive reviews of Lower Decks, the animated series, a review of Galaxy Quest, and Star Trek trivia. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, and death fake-outs. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social media and marketing by me, Ashlyn Gellman, and Rihanna Hurd. Editing is done by Rihanna Hurd and Ashlyn Gelman. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. Joanne, oh well, she could. No wait, damn it. Joanne <laughs> Okay, okay. Joanne, oh wow, oh well, she could. Woo! I don't know why I said that <laughs> What if we just Peace. edit the episode there like boop <laughs> boom?
1: Peace. Bye. <laughs>